This episode is brought to you by JList.com. JList.com still has this crazy t-shirt sale going on. Right now, everything is $4. They have hoodies and t-shirts that are themed after Studio Ghibli, Domo-kun, Super Mario Brothers, Final Fantasy, Assassination Classroom, Ghost in the Shell, and so much more. It's hard to believe a hoodie for $4, but if you go to JList.com right now, there are such hoodies available on their t-shirt sale. So head over there right now and get yourself some cool apparel. And now it's time to start the podcast. Okay, you're going to tell me you're going to turn on Google subs and trust it? Why Why you got to be... Uh... Huh? Oh, something oh. happened. Oh, no. He just threw down. Oh, shit. Mitz. <laughs> oh, no. I did that thing I did that other time when I dropped my mic and it like came off the thing. <laughs> Weird. And, and we wonder why we have audio issues sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the, the stream is delayed, so we just saw it. It's yeah. really funny. We are a top-tier professional anime podcast. So We're friggin' professional. professional shit in here. We're so professional. Yeah. First of all, we don't curse, right? We don't fucking never. do that. Never. We never no. fucking do that. No, we never fucking do that. Um, second of all, we never say um or like ever. Never. Uh, um, because mm, we're like professionals and shit. Yeah, we're like professionals. Uh, yeah. And like... Our audio is so crispy, it, it's never flawed. Ever. Yeah, there's definitely nope. never no. drills going on outside no, there's or definitely sirens. No, no jackhammers. Welcome to episode 468 of the Animatics Anonymous Podcast. I am your host, Mitsugi, and wherever you're listening from, I am very pleased to have you listening to us today. I am all amped up on green monster energy, and I'm loving it. And uh, I am loving my friends who are joining me today, and we have, we already heard him, so he has already made his presence known. <laughs> Enzo. Preemptive year. Preemptive year from Enzo, Pre- hailing from pre-emptive. Brooklyn. Yeah, preemptive. You're on time. You're and uh, what's up, guys? It's good to be here. I feel like I, I, what, I feel like I haven't done the podcast in a long time. It's only been a week. I was yep. on, was I on last week? I was on last yes, week. Yes, you were. And good to be here. What's up? And how are things? It's been a long week. Yeah. Yeah, man. How are things in Brooklyn? But things in Brooklyn are pretty cool. I have a friend here from Albany visiting, so I've been seeing a lot of friends recently. Been eating, been eating a lot of ramen recently, which is uh, fucking good for the soul. God, yes. Um, been making music, been writing a lot, been hosting my anime meetup. It's been, been wild. It's been wild. And of course, we have Mandy, not to be forgotten. Hello. She's here in the flesh. It's the manga I'm mama. Here. How are you, Mandy? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. Good. And talk about stuff. Talk about old animes. And how is Cincinnati? Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati right now is. <laughs> God, it's a lot harder, hotter than I thought it was. It's oh, dude, yeah, wild. Yeah. Don't, don't even don't even talk about hot weather. Yeah, <sighs> for here though, I thought 
I don't know. Yesterday was only like 50. So going from 50 to 78 in one day is pretty... <laughs> oh no, it's pretty wild. Yeah, Let's yeah. change the video overlay, you dummy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is uh, it is 94 degrees outside where I am. And Damn. It's, it's very difficult. That's like all year, right? Well, we don't really have we we only have one season in Florida, and uh, that, that's summer. Mm. We do have, we do have a couple weeks which which you would call fall, but sure. um, that's about it. But today it is 94, so it's back. You just full time swamp ass season. Um, yeah, swamp ass. Yep. Just swamp. all year round, 24 seven swamp ass. Moist, moist ass cheeks at all times. Let me, let me tell you how Ew. Florida goes. If you plan on spending any time outside at all. You are relegated to flip-flops, um, like mm. cargo shorts, or like mm-hmm. beach shorts, or golf shorts, or like some kind of a t-shirt. Because there is, n- you you can't. There's no sense of fashion in Florida, because it is so hot that if you were to wear anything like a coat or something that looks nice, like you're dying. <laughs> so swamp ass is a great way to put it. Um, if you want to join our website, we just talked about we just talked for an hour about what 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 our expectations are for the season eight of Game of Thrones uh, in our hobby addicts. You can go to www.aaapodcast.com slash join where you can get that episode. You can hear all of our thoughts. We we even went through some prop bets about like who who we thought would kill which characters, who we thought would speak first in the season. Um, who who we thought would sit on the Iron Throne at the end of the season? So that's pretty fun. And of course, we also do our do our hentai episodes and our after parties. So just just a tremendous amount of extra content for you over there at aaapodcast.com/join. Um, we have our Discord as well. So the Discord channel is up to like 1,100 people. It's pretty bumping over there. So that's that's that, so wild. That that's where the bulk of the community is talking. So it's um. Usually a pretty good place to hang out, you know, day or night. There's always something going on over there on the Discord channel. Today we're going to be doing uh, a a very a topic that I think was just has been requested numerous times through tw- through uh, polls on Twitter and Facebook, through topic requests, and just through like general survey information. And, and that is more discussion about retro anime. I think that um, people from just about every single point of contact are asking the same for the same thing. So we're, we're going to be talking about some retro anime today. I personally want to talk about like the, some of the differences between anime now as opposed to before. You know what yeah. makes them what makes them different. Talk it's about if wonderful to talk about actually. Yeah, it's going to be really nice because it, you're. It's surprising like anime today and and anime from like 25 years ago. They're almost like not even the same genre. They're so they're different. like conceptually mm. different. They're almost they're, yeah. They're like not even the same medium. They're so different. Isekai has had a major like it's a like twist i don't know yeah it'd be different so <laughs> yeah we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about some shows that you might want to watch from days past and then there's a, been a lot of feedback given from social media so we'll run through some of your favorites and then of course we're gonna do a review of uh rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai so which is a which was a listener choice anime from like two seasons ago so, that, so that's gonna be fun I want to drop a quick note from for icy rose that there is a form running for the list for the, for next week's topic which was Listener recommendations episode. The people you go on this forum, you can you can submit five of your favorite shows, and we will recommend a, another anime for you to watch based on your five favorites. Ooh, I'm excited for that. It's gonna be fun. Yep. It's gonna be hard, but fun. So, oh, I, it's gonna be really hard. Icy Rose <laughs> yeah. is gonna make another social media post uh, for anyone that has last minute entries. So look out for that on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I also want to drop another quick note that our friends over at Mastermind Comics, who we haven't talked about for a wh- in a while, uh, 
but um, Mastermind Comics is a, is a comic book and media company. They have the second OST for their manga Afro Seeds coming out on April sixteenth. Yeah. So if if you're probably listening to this as of Wednesday, which is the I believe the seventeenth. So as of the time you're listening to this, their second OST for Afro Seeds is already out. Afro Seeds is about a boy who's unaware who's unaware of the world around him who comes in contact with a man. That will open his eyes to a world that he didn't think was possible. A man with a past that can that can leave anyone broken. The world is filled with lots of secrets, but the most prized possession is what is known as the Afro Seed. You can you can listen to the OST on Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, and YouTube, or get more information at MastermindComics.net. Is it weird that I'm picturing a sunflower seed with an Afro on it? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of seeds that you plant on your head and it grows an Afro. Dude, I would mm. so buy what. <laughs> I think of Blue Seed, which is not, Whoa. not you know, like the old, the old retro anime. Yeah. What? Whoa. Oh tied God. in, baby. Tied oh in. Professional Puck got a whole skill. All right. Oh, I'm in a weird mood, baby. Let's go. All right. <laughs> Let's All get right. It. So why don't we get to the big news of the week now? Let's go. <laughs> it's time for big news of the week. Big news and a big anime title. Cowboy Bebop's Netflix castings have been announced. (laughs) The day we have all been waiting for. Parentheses. Nope. Parentheses closed. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That awkward silence. I am so. Okay. No, listen. I'm, I'm just. In general, I am conflicted about a live action Bebop because, as I've Very, said it before, yeah, I, 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 I'm someone that preaches the fact that animation is a final medium. Nowhere, I don't think there's nowhere Bebop can be improved upon through a live action. So, like, to me, this could be cool, but it, it just, I'm already satisfied. So, I'm not, I'm not necessarily excited for it, you know? Um, but we did get our cast. We got John Cho as Spike Spiegel. Uh, which is interesting. We got Jet Black will be played by Mustafa Shakir. Uh, he was in The Pretenders recently. Faye Valentine will be played by Danielle, Daniela Pineda, uh, who was in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And Vicious will be played by Alex Hassel. Um, and I think he was in Su- Suburbicon. Suburbicon. Suburbicon, yeah. Um, and <clears throat> so, so, yeah, we're approaching Bebo's 20th anniversary. It aired in 1998. And the movie, the animated movie was released in 2001. So I think they're going for this whole anniversary kick to, you know, push with marketing. But I guess, what do you guys think about the casting? I think Vicious is pretty cool. I think Alex Asella looks like a cool Vicious, but. Not bad. If, I mean, it's not bad. John Cho is the, is the one I'm like, I'm happy for him. Like, it's such, it's really cool that he's put in a lot of work in the industry so it's cool he's getting a role this big but like, i just never once in my head pictured him as spike and ever but. i mean he's yeah he's fairly young still i mean he's 40 he's 46 so he looks i mean he looks he put him in a suit like if you want are you on imdb and look up john cho he, he, the, i'm trying to see if he has he looks crazy like, enough hair to pull it off he looks like spike i guess he could yeah no, so, so yeah the, yeah so the thing is like we're not we're not gonna achieve spike's hair Right? No, I mean, no, I mean, nobody. Like, it's not going to happen. It would be ridiculous. 
Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Like that'd be like the worst wig of all time. I I fully see him getting his <laughs> his sides cut really short and having his his top as a side part, and that being Spike's hair for the movie. Like I would be okay with that. I I can picture him looking pretty pretty dapper with like with the blue blazer like in in the loosely fitting like yellow shirt under him walking with some swag. Like I can see it, but like I don't see him being the drunken kung fu guy that we like. Like will that be in the movie? Will that not be in the movie? You know, like. Well, we'll have to see, you know. I mean, he. I mean, I think he looks enough like Spike that, the that without even trying, like here, like here, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this picture up for you on. Uh, he has yeah. a good facial structure for it from, from IMDb. He looks. He has great Ooh, hair. Ooh, that's for, a good picture. He's got great. That's a good picture. He's got that's great a good hair. Picture, His hair is great. Yeah. First of all, yeah. Um, no, this this picture is doing it. This is doing it for me. And uh, you know, I think that like. It puts to bed any of the rest, any of the concerns about like whitewashing or whatever people might say. I mean, the cast is, I'm satisfied. I think that I think the Jets Jets character looks good. I like him. Um, yeah. I think that Faye's character looks. I think all the actually, you know what? I think I like all of. I like all of them. I think it's about as good as they were gonna do as casting. You may people may never be satisfied potentially with with the casting. No, just people, because yeah, it's, that's it's that's that's the boat I'm on. But like, yeah, it's I, I don't know if you could come up with with four with four people that with that that fit the role better. Yeah, and I, and I haven't sat down to think about it either. That's why I'm not in a place to really like um, be negative towards the casting. I haven't done research to you know propose otherwise, and I also um, am like knowingly fully conscious of the fact that I am on the boat that no matter who they cast, I won't be satisfied. So like, yeah. but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna channel that into negativity. I'd rather be like. Okay, I know they're gonna be satisfied. That doesn't mean this can't happen. So if it now that it's happening, I'll just have to wait and see, and see if it's good or not. You know, um, but like, yeah. I mean, I, I am I excited at the potential of this being pretty cool. Sure, but I'm not really excited that it's happening at all because I'm very satisfied with the anime. So, but it's, what if it's moving. Of, what if Ayn was played by all of the Queen's corgis? Will Ayn even be in it? <laughs> Well, Ayn even be. I think there was confirmation that he, so. that, that Ayn will be in it, but I, I mean, don't. So far, so far, major casting reveals it does not feel like Ayn's in this movie. I don't think you. I mean, or series or whatever. Super, un- super unpopular opinion. You know, shocker coming from me. Based on Bebop, I think you're going to get a tighter, more concise, uh, better edited story without Ayn or Ed in it. I think oh the, yeah, when you think about it, who would play Ed? Their stories are very separate from the rest of the group, and, yeah. I, and I think that you're gonna have a better story with it being primarily about Spike, Vicious. Uh, although you can't really have their story without Julia, so I don't know who's playing Julia. Uh, Faye, Faye's story. I mean, I don't know who's gonna play Julia. Well, where's her casting? She's so important. She's. Yeah. Uh, my brain always pictures Scarlett Johansson as Julia for some reason. I mean, if have- she was in this, we would know. <laughs> like oh right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if Scarlett Johansson was in, it, especially with Avengers Endgame coming out in like two weeks, like <laughs> that would she would be the fucking middle, like the main face of the movie, even though she's playing fucking yeah. Julia. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's a big enough of a role for Scarlett Johansson. Is Julia is mostly in flash, flashbacks, and she's not really. But but she yeah, but, is like but, a, she is a key component of the like, yeah. story. So hmm. I just I just always picture Scarlet because of her like her ability to speak in like a raspy voice, and I feel like it's Scarlet Johansson can pull off a very melancholic tone with when the, when she speaks. So that's why I always picture her, and she's blonde. Like you know, she can she can do it. But when is this right. coming out? 
2021. Oh my god, why are we even talking about it? 2020? 2021. I can't. Well, be 20. Right. I don't know. I I isn't that? I know. I feel like I read that somewhere. I could just I could have just made that up. Hmm. All right. Well. I'm happy with it. Uh, the, the only one of these four people I'm, I'm, I feel concerned about is Vicious. I feel like his character is very t- a little d- more difficult to pull off because he's <coughs> got white hair. And they made the British guy the bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vicious isn't, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's like the trench coat wearing crow on his shoulder, blonde, yeah. white hair. Like, I don't even know what to call him. Uh, I don't, emo sword-toting badass. I don't know. Yeah. That's kind of how he comes mm. off. So that I just feel like his character is tough to pull off because I don't know that that, that particular like style of character really plays well with, with general audiences. But, you know, yeah. we'll see. They could tailor the character to be however they want, but hopefully not too much. I can't picture this guy with white hair, so I'm going to assume they're not going to give him white hair. Do yeah. we have a director for this already? Oh, Well, I'm sure we do. It has right. to have I a director. So. I would think so if we were casting already, right? Mm, yeah. I'll look it up while 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 you're doing Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner. How about that? All right. Let's do it. it sounds like a plan. Join us in Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner. Yep. It's time for my, well, I guess, Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner, uh, where you guys can write in and let us know about anything you've accomplished in recent history or in the past, or anything you're working on, and what steps you're taking to go towards that goal, because we want to celebrate you. We care about you guys We love lot. you. Uh, we love you so much. It's ridiculous. This one comes in from Gelded Milksop. Gelded, Gelded Milksop? Gelded Milksop. Gelded Milksop. They say, <laughs> yo, AAA. <laughs> Yo, AAA, mm-hmm. recently I was diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disease called Addison's disease. Long story short, I felt horrible I felt horribly for months and my doctor my doctors all thought I was depressed. I was about three days away from dying. I had I not had a gut feeling that I needed to go to the doctor again and insist on more blood testing. Now I'm on new medicine and I feel great. I no longer have crippling fatigue and have now gotten my first job out of college. I also just passed an exam to get an IT certification. Then right after that, I celebrated my first ever bowl of ramen. Needless to say, mm. I have a new favorite food. So yeah, I'm kicking ass. So I need you to notice me. And so senpai, P.S. Mitz, you're sexy as fuck. Kazo, you're funny as Woo! fuck. Enzo, you're cool as fuck. Mandy, you're sweet as fuck. Please don't stop laughing. P.S.S. Steinsgate yeah, is right. in no way overrated and deserves to be and deserves its place as one of the top anime ever Mitsukazu I will refute all of your fa- false claims live on air and enforce capital punishment onto the the pope oh shit love y'all capital punishment damn he yo Mitz you better watch yourself around Gilded Moxop fine fam like he's <laughs> he calls me sexy and then he wants me killed what yeah that's kind of hot though that's kind of I mean I'm, I'm confused like <laughs> I'm getting mixed I'm getting mixed signals <laughs> mixed signals here but hey listen I am overjoyed that you're feeling way better man being on that kind of edge is a tough dark place to be but seems you're doing okay let me know if you have pics of the bowl of ramen you had send them my way man i'll send Mm. you pics of my favorite bowl we can exchange ramen ramen nudes get it get it get it i'm told ramen nudes noodles (laughs) jesus ah oh god oh my god it was uh, a good it was a good joke, okay. I'm uh I'm told that ramen is popping up like crazy in Denver as well. So Yeah, fucking about time. They're like fifty years behind. 
Well, it hasn't popped up in Tampa yet. We don't have we don't have shit for for ramen in Tampa. Yeah, That's but do sure. old people like ramen? Tampa's not full of old people. Uh, Florida's all old, man. The mid- the what the I four corridor t- t- Tampa Orlando to Daytona is yuppie Come as hell. On. Come what on. the hell, man? You don't know what you're talking Come about. <laughs> if you go south of Tampa, it's old people. If you go north of Tampa, Tampa, it's like old people. Old people, but it, but right but right through Tampa and Orlando, it's it's uh. If you know, you're, it's 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 young people. Yeah, sure. I mean, you, you, you never even been here before. Talking some truth. <laughs> You don't even know. You don't even know shit. (laughs) Howdy, partner. I seen you riding in on that dusty trail. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the moe. A big thank you to Mandy for digging these up. For the good, Nino no Coo- the Nino Cooney film streams its first teaser with animation and character voices. So it looks like the official website for uh, Level 5's Nino Cooney anime film has that teaser on it. So if you want to go check that out, you can watch it. The film is going to debut this summer. It's going to star Kento Yamazaki, who played L in the Japanese live-action Death Note. Um, it looks like some of the film's other cast members include Mamoru Miyano, of course. Who, who else? As Yoki, it says the uh, prime minister who has the absolute trust oh, of the king. Excellent. Magic prime minister. He's going excellent. To be magical. He's, a, he's the hand of the king. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. He's Have Tyrion. you seen him too? It's a perfect. Uh, oh yeah. Momoto character. Kenjiro Suda <laughs> as as Gabarus. Maya Sakamoto as both Saki Whoa. and Belsa. And Maya Sakamoto. She, that's mm, tr- a true songstress. Uh, I, hope, I hope they have her singing. Um, Yuki Kaji as Donpole, a fairy. He, oh, he's playing the fairy Donpole. That's awesome. What the hell? They have mm. a great cast for this. It's Yo, crazy. Is Miyano yeah. yeah. and Kaji at the same time, Mandy? Andy. Are you like? Are you able I'm to excited. sleep? excited. Are you able to sleep right now? Or because, <laughs> damn, dude. And my- I put up a picture of his character. Does that not look like a Momoto character? Oh, it's just yeah. He's just he's he's gonna, he's gonna be buck wild as a, as a, this wizard dude. <laughs> and, and Maya Sakamoto. It's this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, that makes me. That means I'm looking forward to that quite a lot. It also introduced. It also released some information on the story too, as well. Yeah. So um, it, apparently, it's supposed to be like. It sounds almost to me like Steinsgate in a way, where these three friends are able to travel back and forth between reality and another world, you know, yeah. Cootie. And when the life of their friend Kotona in both worlds is simultaneously put in danger, the three friends must make the ultimate choice. Ooh. My <laughs> nips are hard. Doesn't sound like yeah. the same story as the game, so if you're if you're a fan of the game, it looks like it'll be different. Um, mm. A little bit different, at least. For the bad, Madhouse Studios, who we who almost won our anime studio Survivor. Um, almost. Almost. A production assistant was hop- hospitalized for overwork and demands compensation for unpaid overtime. It looks like uh, Shohei Saka Sakakuda, who acts as a representative for both youth labor advocacy groups, reported this news on Twitter reported that Madhouse production assistant had joined the quote black company union by the way black company is um, is a term used for Japanese corporations that tend to like abuse their employees Mm. a trade union formed it has nothing to do with race a trade union formed in, in, in 2017 that offers consultation and support for workers in various industries so they're called they're called black kigyos as well as how they refer to them during crunch time, the assistant will work up to 200 hours overtime per month. 
is crazy. And we'll yeah, be, this is crazy. And we'll be made to work all day and night, even on weekends and holidays. Eventually, Cat collapsed due to overtime and had to be hospitalized. And um, so- so- Sakakura says that this is just how the anime industry w- works and uh, commented that they've, they've had some pretty substantial improvements in, ver- in other industries, but I guess not anime quite yet. Quote, we, we managed to improve the long hours and unpaid overtime in those industries. It takes courage, but when workers speak up, they have strong power. So just, um, you know, one of our favorite anime studios, but, you know, it's a brutal industry. For the yeah. Moe, B-Star's creator becomes a zookeeper. The mangaka, Padu Itagaki... For a day, just for a day. Oh, for a day, for a day. <laughs> the B-Star's mangaka, Padu Itagaki, spent a Sunday being a zookeeper wearing, um, wearing a giant chicken head mask, went around and yeah. spent the day feeding animals, and which includes their iconic white tiger and, and had a lot of fun. I guess Beastars B takes place in a world of, of carnivores and herbivores where there is a, um, like a very dramatic story unfolding. So since there's a lot of animals involved in the Beastars story, I guess it's kind of fun to have the Beastars uh, manga artists you know, doing this. During the collaboration, life-size illustrations of the manga's characters were displayed throughout the zoo total of 10 panels, each with a different animal's character were drawn by Itagaki. So, it sounds like a fun little educational experience for the people that visit the zoo. So, and, uh, you know, kind of just a fun little a lot of, thing. Yeah, there's also a lot of pictures online of her with her chicken mask <laughs> like going through the park and feeding all these different animals. Yeah, there's a picture. Because uh, Beastars is all about, like, anthropomorphic animals and they, like, have this it, there's a lot of drama in it. And it follows like this character is like a wolf. She so, yeah. um she's th- there's a picture of her wearing the chicken mask ho- holding a huge boa constrictor, absolutely yeah. giant. <laughs> I mean this thing is like <laughs> twenty feet long, and probably weighs like well over a hundred pounds. So crazy. I just like that in the article she talks about the white tiger and it's like and apparently the experience uh, startled her. She's really scared of that tiger. <laughs> The Beastars manga artist creator can't be startled by a tiger. <laughs> you should be immune. Okay. Um, getting to the trivia real quick. The um, we're, we're still doing our really bad a- anime trivia, and we're on the last week now. This week was Pupa. So only a few people got this right, and it was because I, th- I threw up a pretty difficult picture. So I guess only only a few of our most disturbed listeners New new pupa well enough to get this yeah. right, and the winner for the they've week all, was they've all been to the abyss. Yeah, that anime is oh my god, it's really rough. Um, Schrodinger's answer is the uh, the winner for the week. So you are um, you're the sickest of them all, I guess. Because yeah, what else can I say? But if you go to our website aapodcast.com, trivia is right, trivia is towards the bottom, and you can weigh in on what is the last week for this round of trivia, and then we'll be giving out like a you know, a Mustang convertible or a, you know, a new Tesla or something like that. So something fancy. It'll be worth it to you to, to play the trivia, I'm sure. Uh, who wants to read the in-show trivia? I could do it. So, as always, before we go on news break, we're going to ask you a question for you to ponder and wonder about while we come back from getting water and stuff. <laughs> uh, the question <laughs> is, name that anime, right? So this anime was made after a PS1 JRPG published by Working Designs Published by Working Designs in which you play a bounty hunter named Elk. Yep. Name it. We'll be right back. See you soon. 
Anime Addicts, Mitsuki's back, bringing you more anime news breaks. So, here we go with more news. It looks like Universal Studios Japan is adding even more cool features surrounding their cool Japan attractions in their Universal Studios Japan's theme parks, including those dedicated to Loop on the Third, Detective Conan, Godzilla, Attack on Titan, and Evangelion. They're having a, an Attack on Titan The Real, which, which will depict a battle with original animation as you battle alongside of the heroes of Attack on Titan to help reclaim Wall Maria amid a Titan onslaught. Definitely a pretty cool little promotional image as well to go with this. There's also some pretty highly anticipated Evangelion Unit 1 facing off against Godzilla, which was finalized in an attraction called Godzilla vs. Evangelion The Real 4D, which you can sort of watch this battle take place between Godzilla and the Evangelion Unit 1, which I have to admit is definitely pretty enticing. So if you're a fan of any of this stuff, Universal Studios Cool Japan is heating up, and if you're in Japan, you might want to head over to the park to get yourself a taste of some of that action. Next up, it looks like there was a poll online, as Japan often does, asking anime fans to pick the most, quote, heart-pounding Yuri anime. So there was a vote that went down between February 26th and March 13th to find out which Yuri series people loved the most. The top five were Pola Magi Madoka Magika, Kase-san and Morning Glories, Yudu Yuri, Bloom Into You, and number one to the collective groan of, well, many people that I know at least, Citrus, coming in at number one, the most heart-pounding and favorite Yuri property amongst Yuri fans. Next up on the list here, well, Sanrio has a lot of characters that are in their sort of mascot catalog, and they're doing their 2019 Grand Prix once again, which is going to have people voting for their favorite mascots in a sort of like big tournament battle thing in which people will vote from 80 different Sanrio characters. Of course, Hello Kitty is in the fray, and some of the very popular sort of runner-ups include Cinnamon, which is an adorable dog that survived online bullying to take the and uh, to take the lead, and Pom Pom Pudding, who is a dog that might also be pudding. Some of these are pretty amongst the favorites, including others like My Melody, otherwise known as My Mellow, and some other fun stuff. So if you want to vote in the Sanrio 80-character Grand Prix for 2019, I'd poke around online. Last year's winner was Cinnamon, and uh, so it's the set that which was the second time that that dog won the top spot from the Grand Prix. And last up, it looks like the uh, there was a pretty interesting appraisal done of a man's Pokemon card collection recently. A man's card collection appraised for almost 8 million yen which is roughly $70,000, which included one of the most one of the most rare cards from the collection was a Genghis Khan parent and child tournament entry card, which was worth 1.2 million yen by itself, and apparently there were four of these inside the collection. It was a, the card itself was only ever distributed to entries at a, quote, Genghis Khan parent and child tournament, which was held in Japan in May 1998, and only 34 of these cards were ever given out. And he possessed four of them, as I said, in his collection. So it's a pretty crazy thing. The collection itself had 31 Pokemon cards in it that totaled $70,000. So if you want to get details on what exactly these cards were, I'm sure you can find more details online. But don't throw those Pokemon cards out, people, because they are pretty valuable. This is Mitsugi, and this was your Anime News Break. And, of course, as always, time to get back to the podcast.
is Mastermind Comics. Mastermind Comics is a media company that makes manga, anime, and we also publish them as well. Now we have different shows like Artist Motivation, Manga Money Review, and Anime Learn Moments to provide that to the community. Now if you like what we do and you want to find out more, go to our website www.mastermindcomics.net and we'll see you on the other side. Mastermind family in the building. Are you looking to expand your anime collection? Are you looking for a place you can purchase all of your anime desires? Ooh, then check out JList.com. At JList.com, you can stock up on amazing merchandise. What more cute moe figures, nendoroids, apparel, or even cute anime-related mugs? You can find all of them there. That's right. They even have a snack box. Every month, JList will select the newest and best Japanese snacks and send them right to your doorstep. No subscription or long-term commitment is required. Just purchase whatever box you think looks appealing, and that's all there is to it. JList.com even has items for those naughty anime addicts. Hentai, doujins, erotic visual novels, and even anime-related toys are available for you to use on your very own, or with a very special anime-addicted loved one. JList.com has everything an anime fan could possibly want. Just head over to their website and check it out. JList.com, your friend in Japan since 1996. And 68th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous. Yo, hit the Millie Rock, man. Hit the Millie Rock. Oh. What's that? Hit the Millie Rock, my guy. Come on. Uh, hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Uh. Alright, I'm done. Intro trivia. This anime was made after a PS1 JRPG published by Working Designs in which you play a bounty hunter named Elk. The anime is Ark the Lad. Ark the Lad. I feel like I might have watched some of that, but I don't remember. It's a really, it's a really good uh, RPG, but um, a very mediocre anime series. Uh, as per usual, eh? Yeah. It's a three-part um, JRPG where you play as Ark for the first episode of the first game who's kind of like a uh, like, like like a hero that lives on like the edge of the law and then you play as a bounty hunter hunting your old character in the second part of the game so it's kind of cool gotcha all right and um but now as we always do we are going to jump right into mandy's manga minute so Mandy's oh man mandy has wish me luck mandy is cute my up. mouth is so Dry from pretzels right now. Oof, oh, dude. Man, well, wow. it's, it's a it's a good pain. <laughs> I had to binge. I was so hungry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, wish her luck. Here she goes. Mm. Don't fuck this up. <laughs> and now let's take a minute for the manga minute with Mandy. Alrighty, this is Mandy's Manga Minute, where I take a minute to tell you about a manga and help you find something new to read. And this week, I am doing, again, a 
Good luck trying to find that with the search engine. <laughs> Again, Super original manga. title. Yeah, there are two exclamation points after it, so maybe that'll help. But um, Imamura Kinichiro re uh, reluctantly wakes up one day to attend his high school graduation. He's made no friends in high school and joined no clubs. Everyone was afraid of him due to his long blonde hair and surely attitude. Uh, reflecting on his awful high school years, he remembers a girl from the Japanese cheering squad that he saw in the welcome ceremony three years ago. Searching for the old cheering squad's club room, he accidentally startles a classmate, causing them to both fall down a flight of stairs. When he wakes up, it's the morning of his first day of high school, three years ago, as he confusedly... Confusedly? <laughs> Okay, Mal, that's a word. Confusedly goes through his day. He's able to correct a lot of mistakes he made the first time around, such as actually interacting with the cheering squad girl, Usami Yoshiko. Uh, but did he really travel back in time, or is this all just a dream that he's having while his body is lying unconscious somewhere? Could he really be having the chance to go through his high school year again? Uh, so again, is a supernatural school comedy manga with just a little romance sprinkled in. Uh, it was written and illustrated by Mitsuro Kubo in 2011, and has been completed since 2014. There are 12 volumes in Japanese, but it was condensed into 6 volumes in English. You can find them both digitally and in print. Um, again, has a similar feel to kind of like a re-life, although the time skip is like unintentional in this manga. Um, what would you do like if you suddenly went back in time a few years? Would you change things? Would you accidentally make things worse? Are some of the questions that this book asks. And in the first book, we get to see the drastic changes in the main character's appearance before and after the time skip. He also doesn't end up like in the past by himself. The girl he collides with actually also ends up in the past. So it's interesting to see how their experiences are different. Kinichiro is like very excited to change things. And Aki has like uh, the knowledge of her past. Uh, actually ends up making her have a lot of mistakes and screw things up. But um, Usami, the cheering squad's only member, is probably my favorite character in this series. She's like extremely passionate about the club and very strong, but also possesses a lot of pride. And through her interactions with Kinichiro, she starts to realize her own personality flaws begin to change them. Um, the manga's art's a little bit rough, but not too difficult to follow. I do um, really like Usami's character as well, her character design. So if you're a fan of like those second chance stories, I think this is a very interesting and a short read too. So uh, yeah, it's a little bit simple, but it leaves you with a lot of what if questions. Mandy. Yes. Does anybody know more about manga than you do? Probably. Probably a lot of people. Really? <laughs> well, I don't fucking I know so. him, so. I don't know him either. <laughs> I like to see him. I don't, well, I don't yeah, I like it. To, I like to see him too. <laughs> <laughs> All I don't right. know. There are manga podcasts out there. I'm sure somebody does know a lot more than I do. Well, thank you yet again for doing that manga minute on again. No prob. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, again doing doing manga minute again. Insert pump. Insert. We'll many. do it again next week too. Uh, oh, we're gonna do it again again. Stop it. Stop. Right, insert many puns. All right. So <laughs> there have been a there's been a lot of interest. You know, I see Rose has been doing a great job a great job with our social media for the last few months and um let's give let's give ice heroes a, a 10 cent raise huh 10 cents up in your salary ice heroes. someone needs to get a raise it's definitely not me i haven't got me no one's yeah no one's showing me any love Damn. so um there are people on social media weighed in a, a few weeks ago and Hearing more about retro anime was by far the most requested sort of topic that um, people wanted to hear more about. And, and you know, and I'm, 
and I get it. You know, I think it's mostly because we don't we we pretty much cover new stuff. You know, so that's that's a pretty reasonable ask of people. But also on Discord, like if you go through the the topic suggestion portion of our Discord channel, there's a ton of people that have suggested wanting to hear more about retro anime, and and uh, and I think that the that the social media response to Icy Rose's question about what uh, what some of their you know favorite retro shows were is pretty you know I don't think he worked very hard and there's like 30 people had just weighed in and just started throwing out lots of shows so. It's a good topic, and I think that um, in the future we can bring back... We already have a drop even for our Retro Dive segment that was originally intended for High Dive. But um, High Dive hasn't been super present, I would say. So we can repurpose that segment for for to talk about some retro anime here and there to sort of satisfy people a little bit that want to hear us talk about older shows. So allow this to be the uh, reintroduction to that. Yeah, I need you guys to educate me here because as the um, hair flip young person of the group, <laughs> oh, you're not that young. <laughs> I I I do I have watched a lot of old anime, but I'm sure Mitts like you especially, and I Mandy also like you guys have probably, have probably seen a lot of shit that That's I have right, not I'm seen old from as back hell. in the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, me too. Then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. It's kind of crazy, but you know, when when I when you hear someone say retro anime, the first question you kind of think is, you know, well, when does that sort of title get? That us? was my question when I saw this topic. I was like, what is retro actually? And I don't have the answer to that. You know, I think that it's I, I'm honestly to a lot of anime fans, I think even five years old is old stuff. But like to yeah. me, to me, to me, retro is like '90s. But I think so. I just wrote 2005 and before because I don't. I don't know. I just arbitrarily picked that date. So I think for me, I was doing te- at least 10 years. So that's like. I mean, so yeah, that's roughly 2005. Yeah. But um, so there are some pretty dramatic differences between anime of like you know the 90s compared to anime today, and so I I, I just made some notes here. I, I wrote some down, just trying to sort of flesh those out, starting with. Starting with the statistic about the number of animes that that were made, TV series that were made just you know a a few decades ago compared to today is pretty shocking. Um, Yeah. In twenty in twenty eighteen, there were two hundred and twenty seven TV series made. Two hundred and twenty seven. That's a lot. That is nuts. Like Mm -hmm. to to put it into perspective, that's that's like um, you would have to watch over four anime a week to make that happen for you for the whole year so that's that's ins- it, that's insane it's also a double-edged sword my first like reaction was oh man but people have so much to watch now they have so many choices but also like lower quality yeah <laughs> in 2008 10 years bef- before that 116 shows were made so the number of show series increased by 100 throughout just the last 10 years. If you go back 10 yeah. more years, 45 TV series were made in 1998. And in, 2000, and in 1988, only 19 TV series were made. So between 1980... 19 total? 19 total. So in 1998 wow. and between 1988 and, and 2018, over 1,000... Uh, over a something like a 1200% increase in the number of anime created. 1200% is such a wild percentage. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god! And of course, this and again, this doesn't this doesn't include movies, OVAs, TV specials. This is just television shows. So that's crazy. So just to give you an idea, so like no wonder. The could you could you imagine trying to do this podcast in the eighties? It's like, well, we're all gonna watch this one, or like we all have one show, and we're just gonna review everything. We just review everything. Yeah, at that mm-hmm. point, pretty much yeah. would. But like, it's no wonder the Madhouse Studios assistants are dropping dead. Like 227 yeah. <laughs> series a year. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Oh my god, that's so nuts. So. Yeah, so appreciate anime today because you have so much to choose from compared to compared to before. So, but I don't know that it's necessarily a good thing. You know, I think there's a such thing as like overextending, but uh, mm-hmm. you know that's another conversation entirely. How do you guys feel about um, like the art and do you guys prefer older the style of older anime or do you prefer anime the way it is? Um, that's tricky, man, because. I think a lot of um, it's tricky for me because I I can't help but feel a different type of emotion when I when I watch older anime because there's a lens there for me you know um, objectively newer anime is just animated better you know um, it's smoother it's less rigid models it's just it's more sharp it's crispy. It's shiny, you know, it's nice. Um, but I, I do always say that there is a certain charm with the older animation just in the way that characters don't look so beautified. Like they don't look they don't they're not all beautiful. Like they just they look more like 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 I don't know, like a human's a weird thing to say, but they look more like human, I guess, or organic. And also, but what what really brings my eye to older animation is just the color palettes that were used um and i'm not and i'm not sure if there's a reason why the older anime all had that similar palette of color maybe like we didn't have the technology to use a full range of color spectrum yeah yeah so yeah so i figured it was it was definitely a reason why like all the older animation has have this certain amount of like this this certain paint coloring it's probably because those were the cheaper color palettes too i don't know but I like those color palettes. I think it sets a really grounding tone for certain stories. Um, that being said, we have shit like the Fate series. You have shit like the Monogatari series, which really, um, and all of like Yuasa stuff, like ping pong that pushed the boundaries of what a standard animation could be. So yeah, there's, I think, I think now we can push the medium more to really reflect what people, what people have in their heads. But I think the old anime really instill a sense of classic, of, of a classic look and they set that standard so you feel like the new the the the, the techniques that are used today to create anime have sort of empowered the creators to bring their visions to life totally 100 percent. you i i don't think um when you watch a movie like mind game by yuasa i don't i don't even it like or because you either you either do you either make ahira right and you pour so much man labor to get that movie done but but that's what it would take you know it would take it would take Akira's force to make something like Akira where like nowadays you can make a movie like Yuasa's Mind Game without that amount without as much as like pen to paper effort you know you know what I'm saying but Utena also came out in the 90s that was yeah that's a trip Yuasa yeah um, that a trip that's a trip. 
I don't know. I feel like there were a lot of also very um, interesting directorial choices back in the 90s as well. Yeah. I think like what you were saying about character art is, yeah, I women are getting curvier in anime. Oh, when you, you don't look say, back friend. at old shoujo, they're like <laughs> stick figures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, guys, guys are becoming more feminine. Yeah, or skinnier. Back like, in old shoujo, they had shoulders, like, bro. Like they were broader, super broad shoulders yeah, and broader. pointy chins. Yeah, pointy I also, I also miss then. the. Uh, I like the swag of characters back in the day. Like Yusuke, like Yu Hakusho to me has like the most like like Yusuke with his white shirt tucked in with his pants and like the kicks, the fucking kicks, my guy. The dude was flies out. <laughs> Holy shit. He's got his jeans um, on. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He got denim on, shirt tucked. I have my shirt tucked in my denim jeans right now. Like, damn. My boy was fly as hell. Yeah. I feel like like the dudes, the guys these days, like, and I, I also like, I also like dress a little feminine too. Like, like whatever that means to people. But people tell me I dress a little feminine also. But like, yeah, boys in recent anime. I just are, mean curves, are, curves and everything. Yeah. Just like, just like body structure. I, just, that's, I think that's, I'm kind of, I think I was kind of trying to say what you're saying, Mandy, like where, where like, the, it's like beauty is a thing, like a thing that's really like reached for in like animation now, but whatevs. Yeah. I think that's like, when I look at old, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make more of an effort to go back and watch old stuff nowadays. I mean, I've been watching Slam Dunk. I'm like on episode 70 now. Yeah, I like the I like the way Slam Dunk looks. So yeah, it's very um, it, it, it evokes a certain emotion in me. I would say, from that just reminds me of like a it gives me almost like a warm sort of cozy feeling when I'm watching it, and I and I, mm. and I feel like it's because it just rem- it just brings back it brings me back to a simpler time to a simpler time. Yeah, where you know I was wa- where I watched anime and had a lot more time and a lot less to worry about and. Back then, you know, it was it was Rurouni Kenshin and stuff like that, and those shows, you know, they were a part of that time, and they, and they look a certain way. And so, when I'm watching older shows, I feel a certain sort of, I don't know, a certain warmness to them. And I don't know. I guess anime comes out in such an abundance now, and a lot of it looks very similar to me that I I kind of feel like, in some ways, it feels a little manufactured to me. Sure, um, but uh, it, but it is undeniably beautiful for sure. And you're right; the character, the way characters look now, are so completely different than the way they used to look. It's not even, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and and it's not, and it's not for better or for worse. You know, it's, it's just, it just, it just is. It just, it just yeah. is. It's just, it's just how things are. You know, how things sort of, sort of change and evolve. But it's like if you watch a basket of shows from like 1995, and then go watch a basket of shows from like last year. Boy, it's really different. Like anime has changed so much. Yeah, it has really yeah. has changed a lot. <laughs> you can pretty much tell what era a show came from just by based off just based off of how it looks. You you can identify it immediately. So it's it's definitely interesting. Uh, also, like older anime were like grittier. Like they were. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Like um like in slam. You go back and watch old anime. There are a lot of errors in them as well. Like in Slam Dunk, um, the characters look rougher. And when they get into fights, they're not they're not worried about just like messing up their faces, and there's just blood everywhere. And oh yeah, the character designs are rougher, and the content is more violent. I feel like I feel like anime used to be a lot more violent than it is now. I um I I would agree with you for sure because yeah, even I, even even if you look at an anime like um like Hajime no Ippo, right? Like yeah. you know that's not that's in, inherently violent because you are watching people fight yeah. as a sport, but 
there but the 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 directorial choice to fuck those dudes faces up the way yep. they do in that show is clearly made like they don't care about how like cool or handsome they look like they just mess those faces up like they they like that 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 head model just becomes curvy and bumpy with all the bumps that they get from fighting and stuff but and i feel like in modern anime um i notice this a lot too where uh characters don't really become caricatures of themselves anymore too often um i actually Epo is a good example of this too where um you know when they make fun of him when they tease him like his face goes all like long and his nose gets big and he's like drools a little bit you know or like where he's fawning over that girl he like his face goes like super red yep. and it, it, his face also elongates and everything or when or when like uh What's the, what's his old like what's his uh Aniki the 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 guy that's really famous Taka Taka Takamura Takamura yeah Takamura it, like his facial expressions where he's going off on some tangent like are ridiculous right like his mouth opens up like like three feet tall um and I feel like it doesn't happen too much often anymore I feel like a lot of, a lot of anime um, when they do do that it's 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 rare and it's not as exaggerated anymore and I don't really know why it kind of shifted that way. Uh, but yeah, like I feel like uh, the liberty to stretch out those models are is not happening as much anymore. Or am I, I just feel not, like right now I, I, a lot of people yeah. want anime to become more realistic. Interesting, in a way. man. And yet they draw bodies so not reflective of their like of like. I don't know. I think anime figures. characters nowadays some a lot of them I feel look more realistic than like the old shojo that were like. <laughs> Super, like just straight thins, just just like a like, like just like an upside down triangle, <laughs> and also the eyes are like three feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> on their fucking heads. <laughs> Do you think it's um? I know, I, I I wonder like what the driving force is in the changes of the animation styles. And so many things, dude. Is it, it? Do you think it's the technology is driving the way anime looks, or do you think that the technology is evolving to fit the aesthetic desires of the audience? You know what I mean. I think. I think what happens. I think what happens is that, and I don't know what anime would have done this right, but I think what happens is a director puts out an anime that is the first one to do a thing, and then other studios are just like, "Holy shit, that thing." was really cool and now they and and then they get inspired and they they take they don't you know straight out copy but they take that inspo and and then put it in and then slowly you form a new standard right so that new standard is what we got in like the early 2000s let's say and then another anime and director were like here's my new thing and other people like oh shit oh shit like that's a cool new thing and then they adapt it also and then you get a new standard and i think I think in modern day, I feel like the like unlimited Blade Works to me is is what like they UFO Tao put that out, and then other students are like, "Holy fuck! You see those particles, bro? Like, holy shit! You see all that all that like light lighting animation they got? Holy fuck!" And then I think a lot of students are now like focusing on like making shit look pretty and shiny and stuff um, as a new standard, which is a crazy standard. But I, I, to me, that's how it happens, um, and I think technology will. I mean, that's a whole philosophical thing. Does art imitate life or does life imitate art? Who, who fucking knows? But I think technology will evolve and that opens up doors and then there will be people that are visionary and demand technology to meet, the, to meet their vision too. So I don't know. <laughs> Basically, I don't know. <laughs> it's very like deep of you. I like that. Mm. 
Do you guys want to today, boys? I also feel like anime had a lot. Um, now this could just be my my perception. So I I really want you guys to jump in and be like, oh no, that doesn't seem like the case to me at all. If you feel like if you sure. don't, if you don't feel the same way, but I feel like anime today. I feel like I feel like back in the day, like like you know back in like you know, well, I'll just stick with 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 1995. I feel like there was a lot more diversity in the types of genres that were covered. Um, okay. When I look back, I seem to recall that there were just like a very wide variety of of like shoujo shows, sci-fi shows, shows in outer space, mecha shows, horror shows. Like I, I look back and I think and I think about like all the different types of shows that existed back then, and then I feel and then I look at it today and I wonder if we like if if um. If anime is a little more uh, like tucked into its little buckets today, is compared to how it was before. Mm. Now, maybe that's just my perception. There's there's 227 shows versus like 50, you know, from back mm-hmm. then. So it could be that we just have the same number of different types of genres, and then like seven shows for each of them. But I'm not really sure. Like that's just how I kind of like that's yeah. how my thought process has developed. And maybe it's just because we get like five isekai shows every season. But I'm not really what sure. What do you exactly. think, Mandy? Because I, I have a business perspective on this, but I don't, I don't know. What do you What do you think, dude? Oh. Oh, to me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you said, "What do you think, dude?" I thought you were talking to Miss. I'm so sorry. Uh, nope. This is the <laughs> This is the New York in me, friend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. I don't know. I. Um. I feel like there's just such like we have so many anime nowadays that I think they're just all just trying to copycat each other. I feel like maybe because there were less anime back in the 80s or 90s that um, we had a wider variety of shows. But now it feels like we have less because more people, more studios, we have so many more studios opening up and going, okay, Isekai is the big thing right now. Let's copy Isekai. Yeah. No, that's, that's where I'm at too. I feel like I, I have like two thoughts on this. I feel like back then there wasn't a. I feel like back then there the stories that are easy to tell, like easy stories that are good formulaically to tell, were not done yet. So people had the opportunity to be like, "Yo, there's no horror anime out yet. Let's make the let's make a horror it could one." Be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah it could be. So then like. You know what I mean? Like, so like, yo, let's like, there's not that much sci-fi. Let's make a sci-fi one. Like, there's, there's no, like, we will make the first one. We'll make the second one or the, even the third or fourth one. Like, that's still a little amount of, of a genre. And then with, and then as anime started getting more and more and more money, studios, studios had to get more and more, you know, business oriented in, in, in this medium. And I think what Mandy says is said now rings true where like, if you're a studio and you see Sword Art Online popping the fuck off. You're like, mm-hmm. you're like, well, we could do this indie suspense horror movie, or we could shit money by making Konosuba or some shit, right? Yeah. So it it, it becomes it becomes a, a business game too. Um, that's the unfortunate side to art, right? Art art on its own would be a fantastic, wonderful thing, but people got to eat and make money. Yeah. So it's 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 give and take. But I I do agree though. I feel like if maybe it's not that we don't have a lot of variety now, but back then I think each genre could shine more because there was less volume. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And by the way, anime is not, not, not different than any other industry. It's like somebody will make a GoPro 
And then there's like 17 spinoff companies of GoPros that are all made with similar technology, but they kind of sidestep the patents and whatnot. And so everybody's trying to... Zombies? <laughs> zombie shit everywhere? People are trying to... Everybody's always trying to carve out their little piece of the market share of the new market that's popped up. Yeah. So, right, for sure. Ever since like... Oh, dude, look at the... Sorry, Benny, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, Walking Dead, zombie shit everywhere, and yeah, yeah, then yeah. there were, um, exactly, like, and even homie. in video games, the, Battle Royale, <laughs> the like, baby. survival genre, and then all of a sudden there's survival games everywhere. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, DayZ came out, right? Like, the Battle Royale thing, yeah. and then uh, now we have, like, Fortnite and Apex Legends, and Call of Duty's bringing out a Battle Arena game and all that uh-huh. shit. It's just like, yeah, like, people are just like, yeah, that's what, like, that's what I said before, right? Like, a thing comes out. People are like, oh shit, that thing was really good. Like, we can, we do, we, can we make the thing? Yeah, let's make the thing. Let's make the thing. And they make the thing. And then now the thing is new standards. And the, wh- I'm waiting for what's next. Like, what comes after Battle Arena, right? For video games, for example, you know? So it's just, it's a cycle that, you know, art will always go into. It's the same shit with fashion, too. Like, it's all, it's all, it's all yeah. cycles. All right. Well, why don't we talk about some of the, some of our, like, shows we, that we thought about mentioning from, like, days past. And then we have, like, a lot of comments to go through from, uh, from people. Hi. A lot of comments. So, um, the first one I'm going to start off with is I'm, I'm going to throw an anime out there that that used to be super popular, that came out in 1998. So it's believe it or not 20 years old, which is like frightening, by the way, because I still remember sitting mm-hmm. on the carpet in my parents' house watching this. What color was the carpet? Um, they had, they had like a like it was very <laughs> floral looking. Nice. Yeah, you know, it wasn't that wasn't like a, just a red carpet or whatever, but it was a, a mm. very like a. Old-fashioned, like floral design. This uh, and this anime is. It it used to be extremely popular, extremely popular, like rivaling Bebop popular. Mm -hmm. But you never hear of it anymore. I haven't heard of it in ages. And that's Trigun. That's Trigun. I don't hear about Trigun anymore. I feel like people still talk about Trigun. I don't know. I haven't heard anybody mention Trigun. Yeah, no, I haven't really heard. I really heard. I hadn't, well, the thing is, I haven't heard like you know, I haven't seen threads on Trigun or anything. But when people like at, at the anime meetup I host here in Brooklyn, like when we when we get into the conversations about like older stuff that got us into anime, Trigun does come up. But people it, still cosplay Bash too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Because he because his shit is iconic as hell. Um, <laughs> his look is like his silhouette is iconic as fuck. Um, but 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 I I I would give that I don't see. Trigun being spoken, it's a, it's a, it doesn't get pointed to as a, a major thingy, Majig, unless the conversation about old anime comes up. You know what I mean? I think that Trigun is a show that I think most people, a lot of people today, haven't seen it. You know, it, it, it's old enough now that that new anime, mm. it, it's old enough now that that many of today's anime fans weren't born when Trigun came out, and they certainly and they certainly weren't old enough to have been watching anime by the time Trigun came out. So, like, Trigun came out in 1988, so we'll say, like, anime fan probably is not going to be watching anime until they're, like, 10 years old. So, unless you were born, like, 1988, like, you probably probably aren't that exposed to Trigun unless you went back and watched it after, which, you know, I don't know how often that happens. But I I really want to recommend Trigun to people because it is... Sort of great. At least, at least in the at least in the American anime sphere, and by that I mean shows that influenced Amer- like anime in America. Trigun's like way up there. You know, it's it was very influential. Um, I don't know how influential it was in Japan, but as far as you know, making its mark in the West, Trigun was really popular. 
And, and and when you hear oh Vash the Stampede, you can just stop right there. Everyone from my era knows that it's Trigon. And then when you see, when then when you say you know is a man with a with a sixty billion double with a sixty billion double dollar bounty on his head, you know like that 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 phrase right there by itself is iconic to as anime to an entire generation. And um, the anime itself is really good, by the way. It's animated well. It's really fun to watch. It's, it has sort of a Western flair to it. A lot of really great action and some comedy with a, with a pretty solid story. And um, Trigun is just a show that I think that if people haven't watched it, you should go back and check it out. Um, and I know a lot of you that are listening that haven't seen Trigun have heard of it. And then you, you know, you, but you haven't gone back and given it a shot because everybody's busy. You know, and I get that. But you should. You should go back and try Trigun when you have a little bit of downtime. So it, it's. That would be a good show to, for you to like, kind of stick into a season when there's just not a whole lot that's catching your interest. So, mm-hmm. Icy says in the chat, uh, fun fact about Trigon, it was never really popular in Japan, but it was a huge insp- inspiration to lots of directors in the industry. A lot of directors have cited it as the reason they got into anime. I've never seen wow. any Trigon anything in Japan ever. So. Yeah. That's the same way with Cowboy Bebop, too. That one never took off in Japan, right? I've never seen anything for Bebop in Japan, either. I think I saw a like a crappy plastic figure of, of, of like Spike once, and that was about it. But it was like really yeah. like a low-quality figure that looked like it probably was you know pretty cheap. So, yeah. So I'll throw that one out there just to start us off. Um... Well, I always recommend Ray Earth whenever we do one of these because mm. when we were talking about differences between anime now and then, uh, Isekai is completely different from now or now from what it was back then. Because now it's all video games. Back then it wasn't video games. It was all, it was usually a female lead. It was almost always shoujo or, uh, Jose. And, um, it was about actual fantasy worlds. Inuyasha. So, you know, yep, Inuyasha, um, uh, although some people <laughs> think that Inuyasha isn't actually an isekai, it's a, a time travel, and I don't know. But um, Rayer, I, I can literally Escaflone. hear the people with their glasses putting their shit up. Yeah. Like, um, excuse me, it's time travel. Because <laughs> I said that last time, and someone's like, "It's not isekai." I was like, "Okay, it's not isekai." <laughs> um, Fushigiyogi, <laughs> there's uh 12 kingdoms there's a lot of them out there and they were always female leads and yeah so it's interesting how that took such a change from like shoujo to oh now it's uh you know male fantasy power fantasies yeah the the magical harems that's such a great point like nowadays if you look at isekai i feel like it's almost always male always a man it is always male. I, i don't think i've seen a a lady one hmm. have we seen a lady one not lately. Not that I know of. Not lately. Not lately, right? Yeah, yeah. But they are coming. They're having a resurgence in manga, though. There are, there are Manga s- right now, the big thing in manga right now are girls being sent into their Otome games. Whoa. Yeah. Your yeah, dream come pretty, true, friend. That's pretty funny. A <laughs> dream come true. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, you don't want to. You, you you, there's a lot of assholes in their you games. You don't want to be teleported into a world that you can have seven assholes fawning mm, over you. My my dreams. There are dreams. There are there are isekai shows where it's a group of people and and one of them is a girl. <laughs> Chad's saying Chuck Coon wasn't busy back then. <laughs> Truckoon's got business now. Truckoon's in business, baby. 
Um, oh, I love you, Chad. That's good. You know what's also interesting is now there are so many little sister animes. Oh, my gosh. But yeah. when you look back into the 90s and early 80s, it was actually a very big shoujo trope. All the shoujos were, like, about the girl falling in love with their brother. And it was, like, a big, um, I don't know, I guess, a, like, a kink among shoujo. Old shoujo is always, like, uh, the closest person to you is your twin. So then the girl would always fall in love with her brother. <laughs> and now somewhere that's sw- that changed. Now it's like, oh, my, I love my little sister. <laughs> I'm going to. That's so strange, man. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to yeah. throw a, a little like pocket of anime out there because I think that they very closely resemble Bunny Girl Senpai. And we're going to be talking about, about Bunny Girl Senpai not, and, you know, pretty, pretty sh- uh, short order here. And that is the the old school Kyo Annie key visual arts anime, and they did a few, they did several of these. And when I'm watching Bunny Girl Senpai, I can't help but think of Clonade. Yeah, it's I, so in a similar. weird way. In a weird way, I feel you. It's yeah. very similar, and 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 this goes even like I'm going. I'm going to go even further back than Clonade here, back to like the to Canon, which is pre Clonade, yeah. and then even older than that, Air. The, I, like, I never one, finished Canon. I finished Air though. All of these shows are very that they're 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 generally about like girl characters that sort of have like a supernatural sort of problem that that is uh, affecting them. They're all generally very nice looking shows. They're all KyoAni animated, so people love KyoAni. But like, so like this should be a show that you go back and watch just because you know you love KyoAni and it's beautiful. But um, these if you like Bunny Girl Senpai. This like this air canon Clonod Clonod after story, which maybe maybe that Clonod after story might be too new, and so might Clonod be. But but like air and canon are definitely are definitely like in the retro category at this point, and um, might be might be worth going back and checking out if you like Bunny Girl Senpai. I, I just couldn't help but think of them because like they so they so strongly resist. I even I was trying to look up the cast and the direct the creator and like is there some close tie between these shows and and. Admittedly, I didn't look that hard, but I checked a few things and couldn't find any connection. But these are really good shows. I think the pace. I think the pacing is really similar. Yeah, they're little arcs. They'll have like a person will have a problem mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, they're going to disappear from the world, or they're you know they're dying because something weird is going on, and there's some supernatural problem, and a, and like you know a guy character is involved and he's kind of helping fix these supernatural problems and it's like a 3 to 4 episode arc and then they go to the next girl these shows are that is that is what bunny girl senpai is and that is what these shows are so um you might want to check them out air and and canon yep yeah um the one one of the one of an older anime that I I just throw on an older anime that I always like to point people to um because it gets no hype ever is Genshiken um, we've talked about it on the podcast before. It's it's about a club of like geeks in a college that hang and just do like geek stuff. Um, and it's it's a really it's really great characters that just vibe together and grow together as a group. Um, yeah, and the animation is exactly everything we're talking about here. It's really old, really dated, but it's it's really nice. So Genshi Ken to me, if you want a good slice of life. Uh, with good characters that just do things, it's good stuff. Um, I recommend Gankutsuo or The Count of Monte Cristo. Mm, I know yeah. that's not like from the 90s, but it's uh, early 2000s. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, that one is. I love that. I love that view. Visual that shows so much. gem, dude. Visual <laughs> gem. I will say some of the patterns that they use. They use like the. Um, I can't. I know there's a name for it. It's like the static pattern uh, technique where all of the. Uh, colors in everybody's clothes, the backgrounds, everything is colored by this static pattern. And when they move, that pattern doesn't like move with them, if that makes sense. And like they, they move in the, the pattern. Like, yeah. Yeah. The outlines move, but the pattern doesn't. And, um, some of them are very loud. Like, uh, <laughs> some of the, um, like Albert's out, like, suits are super loud and they're really hard on the eyes but after a while you get used to it but yeah i highly recommend that that one there's some really crazy cg in, in it too but it's like 2004 <laughs> so, yeah. animated by the now struggling studio gonzo yeah but it's like loosely based on the count of monte cristo it takes a different turn than the um books and there's a lot of like sci-fi elements to it yeah, I really enjoyed that That's one cool. a lot. Yeah, I watched that. I presented that at, at an anime club back in college, but mm. we didn't get very far because too many people were complaining about the the way the way its art style. But I was yeah. You know, I, it's back then I was rolling my eyes at them, but you know, acquiescing. Um, I'll just throw one more out here real quick, and I, I want to throw Steam Boy out. Steam Boy is a movie that that slipped into the obscurity pretty quick. Um, and but it had a lot of hype when it came out because it's because its original creator and director is Katsuhiro Otomo, who uh, was the creator of Akira. And um, Steam Boy is absolutely a visual visual masterpiece. Came out in two thousand four, and um, it's it's done by Studio Four Degrees Centigrade. So a lot of you guys will, will know that, and Sunrise worked on it as well. But yeah, it's like a Victorian Europe action show about this family that that developed this like steam-based technology that would allow like for an industrial revolution basically and there's so much incredible action in this and this movie uh, it, complete with like guy people flying around with jetpacks using steam power i mean it is it is an intense that sounds awesome it, it's a really it's an absolute visual like masterpiece movie and and um i just I remember that this movie had such hype before it came out back in uh, what back in like the like 15 years ago or so, and then like <laughs> it came out, and I remember thinking it was good. I remember thinking, well, this isn't Akira, but you know what is, and then it just vanished, <laughs> and you never hear about it anymore ever. And Steam Boy is a really cool movie. It's definitely it's, we're definitely worth checking out, and it's created it's it's created by a true master. I mean, Katsuhiro Otomo is like, I mean, he's like you know an anime legend, you know, so. Uh, worth checking out for sure, Espe especially if you like period pieces, because it's in Victoria, Victorian England. It's definitely a cool, very cool movie. So cool. Th that's the last one I'm going to recommend, and then I want to. I'm uh, once you guys wrap up, we'll dive right into some of these suggested by the listeners, because I want to hear what they have to say. Oh, okay. I can steam through mine. I only had a couple. Um, Kimono Zume is an interesting one, and also Kaiba. They're both Yuasa film or shows. Kaiba, I think, is probably my favorite of his. Well, no, that's not entirely true. It's up there, though. It's a really good one. Um, Kimono Zume. Uh, <sighs> part of it almost has like a very Tokyo Ghoul feeling to me about like these flesh eaters and this also faction that is fighting flesh eaters and love between forbidden love between the two. So 
Um, I think that one would be interesting to check out. And there's also Bartender. Bartender is mm. um, one that I haven't heard a lot of people ever talk about. It's um, about this guy who has a bar that called Eden. And he has the ability to, like, mix drinks that can arouse, like, memories within a person. And it's kind of like using alcohol to, um, or, like, using these different cocktails to heal somebody. So you learn about the different drama and all these different people and customers that come to his um, establishment. And then he knows exactly what to mix for them. And it also teaches you a little bit about how the drinks are made. That sounds cool. Very unique idea. Yeah, it's um, a seinen, so it's um, it has a very kind of cere- cerebral feel to it. Sure. All right, so um, anything else from you, Enzo, before we move on to the listeners? No, I'm good here, yeah. So Icy Rose asked, asked our listeners what their favorite retro anime was, and there's been a lot, there was a lot of response. So starting with, um, I'm not going to read the, the at symbol when there is one, um, Adam... Tium Laws says, oh, uh, Liz. "Yeah, uh, Galaxy Express 999. It's definitely a classic show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, Huff Daddy suggests Rurouni Kenshin, and I and I, and I have a uh, I, I have a feeling Rurouni Kenshin's not going to be. This isn't going to be the last time this one pops up on here. Oh my god, I rented every disc of Rurouni Kenshin through Netflix. You have what? Netflix. You used to be able to rent like a disc." Like three DVDs oh, at a time. Yeah, I, think, I used to. I think Kenshin's on Netflix still. Yeah, but I mean, like back in the day, before Netflix was even streaming, they what they it did was on was, Crunchyroll for a while. Did they, they take it off? Oh, I don't know. They um they would mail you three DVD three DVDs. You'd watch them and you'd send yeah. them back. Is how like you take them back to the grocery store and drop them in the bin. <laughs> that's how yeah that's how their system worked. And remember, Kenshin is like six sixteen DVDs or whatever. And so literally, I. I spent like you know three months of my of the, of a Netflix subscription, maybe even more than that, getting and like watching and sending back nothing but ruining Kenshin. Um, Moneybags one three three says this gem of the early two thousands, right before Dragon Ball Z, legendary armor samurai troopers. Wow. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one. Neither have I. <laughs> legendary well, armor samurai troopers. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look that up. J Tutor fifty six has has a, has a few here. Rom the one half, which we all know. Bubblegum Crisis. I kind of wonder if he means the original or like or the Tokyo twenty forty version. Mm. G Gundam and Yu Yu Hakusho. I still have to finish Yu Yu Hakusho. I haven't finished it. Hmm. Mm. Um, Jeffrey Ardent. I'm going to see going to see Space Adventure Cobra at an anime convention. Is one of my favorite memories with my friends especially since one of them is a is the smitting spitting image of the title character have you guys do you guys have any experience with space adventure cobra no no that sounds really that sounds like such an old like cheesy american movie or something yeah so cobra is a really old property but it's been it, it pops up now and then i think the last one came out in around like 2010 and he's like I've seen the character before with the crazy blonde hair. Yeah, crazy blonde hair. Always He's smoking a cigarette. Always has a cigar. I think, yeah, a cigarette or a cigar. Or a cigar yeah. Always. Always. And he's got like a gun, a, like the psycho gun. That's like that his arm is a gun. And um, it's a little like chauvinist, but I mean, you know, it's from an old time in Japan. So mm. 
but like it's definitely like a James Bond feely like sci-fi action show. It's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, Chris Mararak, Ramna one half again is a classic. Mm. Yeah, people love that shit. Yeah. Uh, El Hazard and Escaflone. I love Escaflone so much. Also, did anyone think Rideback was like All oh My Goddess minus the Goddess and replacing and replaces it with Full Metal Panic? Hmm. And mm, I just I never thought Rideback. Rideback left so much to be desired for me that I almost forget yeah. it existed. Yeah, but it has such a cool idea, didn't it? With the girl, it did, the, the man. It girl really fucking. That had the potential to be one of the best dramas ever. Yeah, I mean, or like, you know, like like sci-fi mech drama, like like with a really cool premise. It just wasn't that. <laughs> you know, damn wrong. it. Yeah, it's about so for, for those of you that, that don't remember Rideback, it's about a girl who like breaks her ankle or something. Being um, yeah, her her legs are her legs are messed up like pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, she gets hurt doing ballet, and it's like her life's passion. And so then, but so but there's these like mechanical things that you ride on called ridebacks and she always felt like when she was riding on them it made her feel like she was doing ballet again so she becomes mm. like really adept at them but then like uses them to do to commit crimes or something i can't remember exactly what the, i forget it it, it, it went into it went in a direction that i was just like really like y'all gonna take this premise and you know a premise like that is so rare in anime like a really truly unique idea is so rare yeah and i was like really like y'all took it that direction like that's a shame um, yeah. Ryan Nooner says Venus Wars, Midnight Eye Goku, and Wicked City. Oh, Wicked wow. City. These are some old Wild. ones. Yeah, Wicked yeah. City. That's oh, some, Wicked City. That's some Wild. twisted shit. Yeah, Wicked City. Wild, a bro. Rough ass show. Rough movie. Spider vagina monsters. Oh, yeah. And that old dude that's always like <laughs> having sex with tons of women. The oh, really, yeah. really old guy. Richard Kingston says Gunbuster. I watched that in college. Gunbuster, that um, it's a really good show, with um, an old Gainax show. So, Jesse mm. Sutton says three times three eyes. I haven't watched that, but I know I need to. Neither, yeah, it's a shonen have I. show, I think, and it's not that long. Um, Peter Peter Van der Plug says since the AAA hosts don't have a lot of time, I recommend something short and sweet like Riding Bean from 1989. It's a great 45-minute OVA by Kenichi Sonoda that is one and done. Action, car chases, and lesbians. What more do you want? <laughs> what says. Wait, well, come again? What the wait? Action, car chases, what and lesbians. What more could you ask what for? What more could you fucking want? I don't know. <laughs> so- sounds like, sounds like uh, a drinking at It's only drinking one episode. episode right there. That yeah, it looks like it's an OVA anime. that's 46 minutes long. And Peter, I, I apologize hmm. for butchering your name. Um, Gordon Hall says, Saber Marionette J. Uh, all of the series, as well as Blue Seed. We mentioned Blue Seed earlier. You, oh wow, we did. Yeah, that was that. an old that was an old Action Channel sh- TV show. Yeah, wow. Action Channel had some really cool anime on it. They had, they, they they curated pretty okay from yeah. what I remember. Mm-hmm. From what I was from what I remember look, reading about that shit. Cause I don't think I ever watched it, but yeah. Yeah, they had like um, <laughs> they had like Chibi the, Rob says riding beans coming back. What? Apparently they. I don't know. Says it got a Kickstarter release and new animes being made. A Kickstarter for an anime that has action, car changes, and fucking lesbians. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Icy says the prequel to Gunsmith Cats. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. I see it right here. What more do you need to have? What more more do you need? You got everything. You You need nothing else. Anime is coming back, baby. You have all the ingredients (laughs) for a Kickstarter. (laughs) What more do you? (laughs) (laughs) Love it. 
love it. Craig, I, lo- I Craig, love our listeners, man. Yeah. <laughs> Craig DeWald, Johannes Martins, Super Dimensional Fortress Macross, Eat Man, yes. Cowboy Bebop. Eat Man. What is Eat Man? I've never heard of that. And <laughs> there's one more my my brain wants to throw at me, and I just can't remember the title. Oh, classic. Okay. Welcome to eat the club, man. friend. Please tell me he eats everything. Eat Man. I'm looking it up. Um, James. Well, there are a lot of pictures of him with stuff in his mouth, so like we got a, the name right. Such as? <laughs> I don't know what this is. Uh, I don't know. It's, what's in his mouth? I'm gonna read th- I'll read a few There's more. There's an axe in one of them. One's an axe. James Hill says, Yu Yu Hakusho, Pokemon <laughs> 1999, GTO, Golden Boy. I speak in my language now. Mm. Area 88, and Cardcaptor Sakura. I've actually seen most of those. Uh, Gerald R. De, De Peralta. Let's say let's say the Philippines is a rabid Yu Hakusho country, but what I really like is the original um, Uchu Senkan Yamato Space Battleship Yamato. Yeah, I didn't know that about the Philippines. I love Space Battleship Yamato. Yamato. It's. I thought I you said battle anime. shit for a second. <laughs> battle shit Yamato. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I love that anime though. It's really good. I I even like the the reboot of it that came out recently. Matthew Van Diver, Irresponsible Captain Tyler, and El Hazard, The Magnificent World. It's another vote for El Hazard. Kathy Walker suggests Project Aiko, <laughs> which is like a big panty anime. Um, Cat's Eye and Haunted Junction. Wow. Haunted Junction sounds familiar to me. Oh, here's one from Katie Shiver, who I know very well. Uh, she says, Iria Zaram the Animation. And I couldn't, rec- I couldn't agree more with that suggestion. Um, Stephen Fitzgerald Hall says no one said this yet, but record of Lodos War and another El Hazard. It's a third yeah, one. El Hazard. So much love. Oh, and oh, can I read the next one, please? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, this one comes from Cornelia Mitz, which Miss. Hey, okay. you're the one that wanted to do it. Yep, I didn't think that far ahead. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. That Cornelia, is one, two, three, four, five, up your last six, name. six consonants in a row, which means your name's. It bad. looks like Miss. Looks like Cornelia. It, no, Cornelia, yeah, but the last name, Mistinska. Mistinka. Mistinka? Mistinska? Sorry, Mistinska. I'm so sorry. But they say, super pig. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like an old magical girl anime. Oh, super pig is so cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for weighing in. And um, so just, when you throw out names of anime like this, people will listen and get interested, and then they start watching them. So you kind of like yeah. breathe, breathe life into some of these shows all over again. I commend all of you guys to go off into your respective preferred search engines and Google these. <laughs> God damn it, Google. I'm brainwashed by them. All right, who wants to read the intro trivia question to get us to the news break? I can do it. Our intro uh, trivia question, which we'll answer after the break, is a name that anime. Imagawa Hayao, I think that's how you pronounce it, is a 30-year-old virgin bachelor. One day, a cupid descends from heaven with the express purpose of forcing him to graduate from virginity. Thus unfolds a pure love story between a 30-year-old bachelor and a 30-year-old bachelorette. What is that anime? We'll answer it after the break. Stick around. Bunny Girl Senpai coming right up. Hey 
Hey Anime Addicts, Mitsuki is in the house, and it's time for some anime news. It looks like Berserk, the manga, is returning from hiatus. The eighth issue of Young Animal magazine announced recently that Kentaro Miura's fantasy Berserk manga is coming back from hiatus, and they're going to have a resumed serialization in the, in the magazine's ninth and tenth issues, which are coming on April 26th. So this manga has been on hiatus since August of last year. If you're a big fan of the Berserk property, look forward to more of the manga coming out later this month. Next up, it looks like Nanatsu no Taizai is getting a new television anime in the fall of 2019. The new anime series is going to depict the fierce battle between the Ten Commandments, the fate of Melodius and Elizabeth, the secrets of the world, and head towards the story's climax. Looks like the story is getting towards its conclusion. Of course, the uh, the animation production is done by Studio Dean. Pretty popular anime series that's been running for quite some time. So if you're a fan of Nanatsu no Tazai, look out for more of this coming out in the fall of 2019. Next up, Yahoo News had an article that was based around an interview that they had with Toshio Suzuki, the former producer of Studio Ghibli, discussing why... Suzuki feels like it isn't necessarily a requirement for a studio such as Ghibli to be always driving towards profits. He says, quote, I don't know if Ghibli's financial accounts are open to the public, but when you look at all the years and look at the numbers, they're all over the place. Just when you think the studio made a huge break one year, the next year it'll make one-tenth of that number. At companies these days, everyone thinks, let's aim for 10% growth for next year. I can't think like that. Why is it that you must have growth, as, studio, uh, as Suzuki has said? definitely a different way of thinking in today's business world by an old school producer of one of the most famed anime studios ever, Studio Ghibli. If you want to read more about this article, it is an article with, with Yahoo News that was posted on April 5th, so you can go find this online fairly easily. Next up, and lastly for this news break, it looks like a pretty goofy little VR game has been put out on the 360 channel service for VR games called Locker Boys. In Locker Boys, you get to spend some alone time with cute boy anime characters. You can choose to, to sort of fraternize with one of three boy characters that all kind of have a different stereotype in the anime world. In the videos, you are the player, and you're looking through the locker of the boy of your choosing, and then you, I guess, try to hide inside the locker when someone approaches, but eventually you are discovered by the boy, and he just has a very nonchalant conversation with you as if it's not unusual for you to be hiding inside his locker at all but uh the pictures of this are pretty ridiculous and if uh if you want to go check this out it's definitely a pretty interesting sort of thing each video costs 400 yen from the 360 channel and uh, they're compatible for, compatible for pc ios android oculus go oculus rift gear, gear vr daydream view and a number of other platforms for VR, so you can check that out. This is Mitsugi, and this was your Anime News Break. Now, as always, time to get back to the podcast. My friends are annoyed because they think I have forgotten their actual names. I just call them my senpais and kohais now. I threw a tennis ball at my cat. I was so caught up in the moment and thought, maybe I could capture her. And then we could go on adventures together. I purchased a motorcycle.
Just so I could pretend I was on Izuka. I answered the phone with Moshi Moshi. My poor cat. I may actually have a problem. It's time. It's time. It's time. Hello, I'm Mandy from the Anime Addicts Anonymous. Do any of these symptoms sound familiar to you? Do you have 8,572 waifus? Do you struggle with having the theme song for Attack on Titan stuck in your head, even though Jaeger is the only word you know? Then you may be experiencing anime addiction. If you are experiencing anime addiction, then you should visit our website, aaapodcast.com. At Anime Addicts Anonymous, we have dedicated ourselves to making your anime addiction worse. Worse? Yes, worse. Because the real world just plain sucks. So many resources await you. For just $5 a month, you will have unlimited access to our Hobby Addicts episodes. You will also have access to our Hentai episodes, where you can watch a Hentai along with us and hear our commentary. Give our After Party episodes a listen, where you can hear us struggle to talk about our boring lives outside of anime. That $5 will go to helping us spread anime addiction throughout the world. Yes, it is time for you to make your anime addiction worse. You know me? Of course! Oh, you like this jam, do you? Oh, dude, I jam out all the time. Uh, let it play. Uh. All right, listeners, move those hips, baby. All right, Imagawa Hayao is a 30-year-old virgin bachelor. One day, a cupid descends from heaven with the express purpose of forcing him to graduate from virginity thus unfolds a pure love story between a 30-year-old bachelor and bachelorette, and that anime is... <laughs> a 30-year-old's health and physical education. That's right. <laughs> I've never heard of this. I'm looking it's it either. up. It's, it sounds interesting to me. I don't think it's that old. So, And uh, while you're doing that, I'm going to jump right into the five-star review, as we always do have a one for the week. So here we go. For iTunes review. So, if you want to leave a, an iTunes review, you can go to iTunes and um, help us continue to pile on an endless count of reviews. We're at like 510 now or something, so it's pretty cool. So, we're never going to run out of these, and we love that. Uh, Dead, Del- Dead Deldum says the cast really makes you feel like you've known them your whole life and never fail to get plenty of laughs out of me. I have shared parts of their episodes with friends who are not even fans of anime, and they enjoy this podcast as well. Though I disagree a lot on their, their with, with a lot of the reviews, they do a great job bringing <laughs> new views to light, and that's really the great thing about multiple opinions. If I were to have any complaints about this podcast, it would be that they never last long enough. See? Oh, my good. God. They, I'm telling you, <laughs> despite being around two-plus hours, oh. 
Plus the additional God. episodes for those lucky subscribers. Definitely a show for all. See, I'm telling you, like the Dildum. The Dildum. What do you what do you think? What do you think we are, Dildum? Keep going forever. We just to record all week. Record all Sunday. We just had a conversation about this, um, you know, not on the podcast about like how long the podcast oh is. I was like, I'm telling you, these people it's like the, It's hey. funny because I think people don't realize that our goal is to be an hour long. <laughs> The podcast, um, forty-five <laughs> minutes to an hour is usually. Actually, a lot of people say thirty minutes to forty-five minutes is the ideal length for a podcast. But every time I do a poll or you know or something like this pops up, it's always make it longer, make it longer. So, hmm. oh well. Hmm. All right. Yeah. So we but have. Thank a, you though. Yeah. yeah thank thanks, you for thanks, the review. Yes. And thanks for sharing with people that like. That is the best thing you guys could do. Tweet about us, share us, share the links, share the Spotify link, all that stuff. Thank you so much. If all of you share our podcast with one of your friends who watch anime, that would really help. So we'd appreciate that. Yeah. And make sure you say that there's this guy on the podcast named Enzo who's like really fucking cool. Like he's so cool. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, guys. He is the coolest. You guys are the best. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we're going to do a review of Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, which is a listener choice anime from i don't even know what season this is from uh i think the fall i would say eons ago friend um so the the synopsis on mao is not really i don't know it's not it's never adequate it is it is a very surface level description because it literally only matters about like it only covers like the first little arc of the show Basically, there's this thing called puberty syndrome in the anime, and it causes all these sorts of supernatural problems to to afflict many, pretty much everybody in the show. Yeah, and they all have some kind of a unique and interesting sort of dilemma that they need to sort of unravel that normally stem from some kind of like an emotional distress or a problem in their lives. And so there's this boy named Sakuta who has these problems himself, but he also seems to be involved with a lot of the other people that have these issues, and he sort of helps them through their problems. And, um, you know, one by one, and people start to overcome the, the, the problems that they face in their youth, I guess. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a difficult anime to put, to, to put a synopsis around. Yeah, because, like, cause, you know, like, the, the synopsis that, like, what actually happens is, like, you know, boy meets girl, and then boy helps other people, Right. Like that's that's essentially what happens, but much. you got this whole like sci-fi twist on it too. It's hard it's hard to describe without giving a lot away. So yeah, I think it's like a boy has a problem when he was you know, when he was younger, and so he wants to help other people with similar problems. It's kind of how it plays out. Um, so this is an anime done by Cloverworks, Oof. who worked on Promise Neverland, Persona Five, oh, the animation, yeah. and honestly, I think the anime, I think they did quite a good job with this anime. Yeah, I think this, I think this, this studio is 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 good like they i mean promised everland to me it was a ridiculously great show so like they're they're on, they're on a good they're on a good trajectory here the uh the director is soichi masui who worked on soccer request and scrapped princess so nice been around for quite a while what would you guys say your expectations were going into this anime because i oh, yeah. personally knew pretty much nothing about it for and i guess that's because that's how i wanted it going into it Okay. My, yeah, I, mine is pretty simple. I will fully admit that I completely judge the book by its cover for this one. I 
I remember reading the title and being like, that sounds stupid. And then I saw the key visual and I was like, this is going to be a pervy, etchy show. Um, and that's why I was like, I unfortunately had that kind of like decision made up in my head that this was going to be a try hard anime that's going to have like a lot of etchy in it. Um, and not even like well done if you can even do etchy well, but you probably can, right? Hold on. Hold on. So, excuse me. Bless you. Uh, Thank you to everyone that said bless you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's why I, that I really genuinely that's what I that's what I felt going in. I was like, this is gonna be an anime that's trying way too hard because of this fucking title and based on the key visual with this girl in a bunny suit. Like, like I'm probably not gonna like this. How about you, Mandy? Um, I didn't really have many expectations because I watched it week to week. So, um, but from. The, what I watched when we did the impressions of it, I saw, and I saw a lot of the anime community. I'm, I'll go deeper into it later on in, well, probably when we get into spoiler territory, but a lot of people saying this is exactly like the Monogatari series. <laughs> and so yeah. that's what I was expecting. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that. Sorry. To hear yeah. That. <laughs> sorry to hear that, friend. <laughs> So, uh, but I can get deeper into those similarities and differences later on. Well, I haven't watched much, much of the Monogatari series, but I think that if you, my, my, my recommendation is that this anime is perfect for people who like Clannad. Like this, to me, this anime is about as similar to Clannad as I've seen since then. It's, um, right down to like the types of characters, the style of comedy, the, some of the stories, and even the hair colors. Like the even the hair colors are reminding me of the of eyes. The uh, the eyes are what make me want to agree with you for some reason. It just it very it, it felt like Clannad so much. Uh, I think that if you're a person who likes sort of witty supernatural stories, or want to have like you know almost like it's almost like a supernatural slice of life almost. I don't know. It's like it's difficult to put my finger on. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think? Are you are, wait? Was it sorry? Are you are we in recommendations right yeah, now? Yeah, we're just saying spoiler free recommendation. Yeah. yeah. I so I I think if you are what I got out of this was a nice refresher on how I know in anime there could be a genuine like a genuinely nice like witty back and forth between uh, a set of characters without it being like overly perverted or overly like cheesy or whatever um i really enjoyed the dialogue in this uh in this anime um sometimes it's silly um sometimes it was like what are you even saying but um i really like the interactions between uh mai and sakuta a lot and yeah. i think that's what i think that's what pushed this anime uh, toward the better half of things that came out from that season for me, um, like but very much so. So I, if you want, if you want witty, like really well done witty banter, definitely watch the show. If you like seeing anime where um, someone is trying to get people through things, you can watch this anime too. Um, if you're expecting a wild, like crazy love story romance, it's not really that. Uh, it really does focus on the puberty syndrome stuff. So. If you like all those things, watch it. Which, by the way, or actually, in in general, I, I would I would in general recommend this. If you have like, if you're through like your main things you're trying to watch and you have time for something else, you could throw this on. I think you wouldn't be disappointed. By the way, puberty syndrome in this has nothing to do with puberty. 
Yeah, I think it, I th- they even yeah. call it adolescence syndrome. Yeah, it's adolescence syndrome in the in the show. Yeah. So. But yeah. Um. So yeah, I think uh, this is this is an interesting one. <laughs> I think if you if you're a big fan of light novels as well, you might enjoy this one a lot because to me it felt like a light novel anime, and I know it it's based off of a light novel. So if you really like those uh, male protagonists and. Um, it's not really much of a harem, but he does like fix girl problems. If you like that type of story, go for it. And there are, it does have some really nice witty dialogue in it. Um, and if you are also like interested in kind of like the concept, the, uh, like the very superficial part of the Monogatari series, it, but it's too much for you, you could try this one out as well. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't know if it would be for somebody who is like really wants like a really, um, like true high school story. Cause I don't know. I do agree with Kazuo's assessment of it that the characters don't feel real. <laughs> they don't talk like real people. But, um, so yeah, I don't know. I think if you, if you fit in that category somehow there, you just really like light novel stories, try that out. And on that note, Futaba is my wife. You want answers? <laughs> I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So that's going to get to us to our spoiler section where we're going to talk about the show in more depth. So if you are not wanting spoilers, maybe jump ahead 20 minutes. So the, um, the show... It's interesting. I was actually really shocked this failed. I was thinking about it. Like the first three episodes of this anime, to me, are the strongest part. Is the strongest part of the show. And so when I watched the first three episodes and how it's like this perfectly contained story arc. And by the way, this anime is broken into like five or six different small story arcs. The first three episodes, their their story arc is so tight, and it ends on episode three. And I thought it was the best arc of the show, and I thought that it was yeah. a well-told, really well-told, very compelling, like emotionally yeah. piece of the show. That like, I was, like, I was actually really shocked. I had to like, I was asking like, um, like I, I couldn't remember how, like, why this failed, and I was really surprised it did because to me the first three episodes of the show was like pretty close to perfect. Like, it, it really strongly res- resembled F, a Tale of Memories, which some of you have Ooh, seen that. I can see that. I can kind of see that. Which yeah. is, um, in, 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 in that the first arc is about this girl who her adolescent syndrome, her name's Mai, her, na- her problem is that she used to be like a child um, actor, and so she was like seen by everybody. But then eventually like she kind of slips from the spotlight and becomes like generally unnoticed by people. And they, so they bring in this like Schrodinger's cat sort of theory where it's like if no one in the world notices you, do you just do, do you exist right like if you if if, if everybody yeah. if, if every single human being overlooks the same billboard in new york city is it really there and so she starts disappearing from the world and nobody can see her and so like you start to get this story where the main character is trying to like struggle and fight and try to find a way that he won't forget her and that's a lot of like what f a memories is where i think it's like he has to talk to her every like 12 hours or something or he'll forget her or she'll forget him because her memory loss. She has like short-term memory loss. So it kind of reminded me of that. And I love the beginning of this anime so much. I yeah, thought it was so, so strong. 
Yeah, so do I. I, I, and I really think it comes from the fact that um, we have a male lead who is, yes, he is silly, but he is also very in control of and of how he feels and is honest with that, and he he doesn't get. He is, you know, he's silly when he, when it comes to like, you know, being a little like he says like little pervy jokes, but they, they come from a humorous place. And, he, and though he might, he might have an alternative motive to be like, oh my god, I really hope you do kiss me when I say this joke. But he, it, it sounds more like we're just teasing each other by saying this because like you, because my understands his humor, and that's you know, to, and then uh, with that, like my, I think my is just a great character because she. Yes, she is like beautiful, and yes, she is like, you know, like the she's made out to be like the like ultimate waifu at this high school. But she does not, you know, when she's speaking, it doesn't come through at all. She just seems like a very like, I'm just doing my thing. Like I'm just here to do my thing. And I'm and I'm just genuine and, and honest. And I think because of those two things, those two characters just mesh super well, and. Uh, and Cyclops is brave. Like he is he a is. brave dude. Yeah, like he got some balls like, on him. Yeah, he knows. And he's a virgin. And, <laughs> yeah, he's like he's. He shouts he, that out in one episode. Yeah, he is a he is a brave guy. Like he he throughout the anime, he is faced with these situations where he has to take action, and he does. Like he takes action. He he doesn't crumble. He just he doesn't pull a Shinji and like just starts crying and shit. Right. Like he's just like holy fuck. I have to do something. I'm going to do this right now because I believe in it. Right. So it, it that was that was what was refreshing for me, especially in the beginning of this anime, because the beginning of this anime could have been the probably one of the better beginnings to a romance I've seen in a super fucking long time. Yeah. Like in a really like I like be, with those first three episodes, I could have watched the whole anime about just them being yep. in a romantic relationship together. Dude, I, I was um, I was thinking know? I was thinking like this show would have been we're going to get to it, but. I almost wanted them to make this first three episodes the the anime. Like, extend this to 12 episodes and make that the story. I think if they had just focused on those two and left everyone else out, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. <laughs> I think I, I think so, too. And, and I, I'm so with you, Mandy. Like, yeah, I, I enjoyed it for what it was now, but I would have, like, probably enjoyed it for, like, tenfold if it was just Sakuta and Mai. Yeah. Um, after the first three episodes, yeah. So going into it, I saw a lot of, oh my gosh, comments everywhere online saying, uh, this is exactly like Monogatari series. So I understand the like very simple um, similarities between the two. If you look at it like a very, very like the, the very surface of it, like both are coming of age stories or complicated emotions arise when like when you're approaching adulthood, both involve main boy meeting a cold girl who struggles with communicating with. Um, people and is also inflicted with a supernatural phenomenon that's caused by her stress in life and both end up with in a relationship where they throw witty flirtatious remarks at each other and both continue to have main boy encountering other girls who are inflicted with supernatural phenomenon like i and even some of the other girls have like little tiny similarities to the girls in the monogatsu series very tiny though outside of that i think the biggest difference between the two is where Bunny Girl Senpai starts to fall down for me. Because, like, putting all of the obvious, like, directorial differences aside, and yeah, Monogatsuri is, like, obvious massive yeah. meta-commentary that it does, because Monogatsuri is very meta. <laughs> but um, the biggest difference between the two, is I think, is how the problems are solved for each of them. Because the Monogatsuri series has a very 
as a message behind it, it's like you only you can save yourself. And like in the, the character Oshino, Meme Oshino drives at home with a lot of his quotes, like people can only save themselves. One person saving another is impossible. And he flat out refuses to help people if they lack the drive to face their own issues. So when like Araragi in, in Monogatsu brings a girl to him who's suffering from like an aberration, he will only give her the ability to face the aberration. And it's up to her to realize what is actually causing the problem and come to terms with it. And Araragi, just like Sakura, does want to help people and he tries. But when he does, he makes it far worse, far worse. And the, uh-huh. the issue isn't solved until she can actually face it herself. But in Girl Senpai, I feel like Sakura has too much to do with all of these girls and how they change. Like my uh, yeah, sure. calling everybody out at school is what changes it. And also, it's really weird that Mai has this traumatic experience with her acting career. And his solution is you should go back into acting. I'm like, no, no, she shouldn't do that. Uh, Futaba. Sakura tells her to call herself on the phone to bring the two Fs together. Yeah. Tomoe. He, uh, the, um, Sakura tells her the only way to, uh, get past, like, to stop the time rewind is to confront your feelings for me. Nadoka, the, or, uh, my sister, he has to go and search through her apartment to find the tin and bring it to them of the pictures so that they can finally talk it over. And I feel like the only one that I really, really enjoyed was Kaida, which is his sister, or Kaide. Um, his sister's really good one that I liked. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the series, I thought she was just a massive trope, a little girl trope. And then I really liked that her, the way she acts like over, um, like, like too, has too much of a like brother love complex <laughs> that is actually explained through her, like, I, like, loss of memory is part of her, um, adolescent syndrome and her like the way she decides to fix it is she decides herself i need to change and i need to face all of my fears to change this and sakura helps her because it's okay to get help but i like that she's the one who is like i have to change this so i don't know i i don't like the idea of sakura fixing girls (laughs) i would prefer it to be a message of Fit, you need to figure out like you need to have the drive to fix yeah. it yourself 100 and like that's that's actually the one the the thing i have against the anime is that um is is that is that after mai's arc the first three episodes right um it just became a cycle of like problem sakuta struggling to solve sakuta solves next problem struggling to solve he solves next problem struggling yeah. to solve he solves and and then at the end it like just like ends you know so it it's it's that's that's where if that's the bone i have to pick with the anime because i it, it's a shame because the first episode set up such potential um and 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 i had to compare against that potential the whole time innately right because i i could i could i felt how good that first three episode arc was that i wanted everything else to be that great um and none of them were as good as mai's arc um testament to how great her character is but then also like you put your eggs in one basket and then you didn't like let that basket be your focus so while all the other characters sure they were interesting i guess but like i just wanted to see more of mai the whole time more and specifically more of mai and sakusa growing together and they do they do try and tie that in like while he's helping other other girls like 
he's also developing with Mai, and like Mai is a human being. She's organic. She feels some type of way sometimes when he's helping other girls. Um, and he also like admits that he's like like has to pay more attention to her and everything. Like, and they and you can see them growing that way. But like, I really like at the end of the day, I really just wanted Mai and Sakuta yeah. to be on screen all the time and like grow, like for real, grow that romance yeah. as the main focus of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I could not get that out of my fucking head, and I and I was trying so hard because I knew that that's not what the show was. Like the show was about adolescent syndrome. Oh, it's because right? you're it's because you're a romantic boy. It's, yeah, and I just couldn't stop. Like I could not be. I could not stop myself from being like, oh, like because I like cause for example, I like Futaba. Like I like her as a character, right? Yeah, she was um, my favorite. Yeah, I, I like her. I like her in general. Like she's Mandy. I think she's the criminal number one into how why Cosmo feels the way he feels because she just talks some wild science shit that like yeah it's like what are you saying <laughs> it's also kind of wild she never takes off her lab coat ever yeah it's just like dude like what it's like what, what are, whatever you're saying Futaba sure dude whatever um, <laughs> is that trip of also making coffee and beakers it's kind of yeah funny. which is kind of I back Bunsen it I back burner, the beaker Bunsen burner coffee I will say the best part of the show, though, is when Sakura goes to her and says, I need to fix this. And then she's like, well, I just caught your girlfriend to come pick you up. (laughs) And Mike goes in there and drags him off. I'm like, good job, Futaba. Finally. (laughs) Tell him not to get his nose out of all this shit. (laughs) And that is a wonderful example as to why I love the dialogue in this show, because it, it like not. Like, it didn't feel like all the girls in the show, yes, they were all saved by Sakata, but, like, none of them were like, oh, my God, Sakata, you're my savior. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's it's just he happens to be the person that saved them, which, I mean, yes, it's still damsel in distress. I'm very much, very much tired and exhausted of that trope. Well, but, and, the, and, yeah, the, and, and the reason why this anime feels a lot like Clonade to me, once again, is because you'll remember from Clonade, there's a boy character named Tomoyo Okazaki, who is yes. the boy who literally goes from girl to girl and helps them solve their problems. Yeah. 100%. And like, and that's not to say that's bad. Like, like honestly, like Clonaut is a great show. So like, you know, that's fine. But like that combined with the fact that, that a lot of the girl characters in Clonaut, especially the one girl with the little stars, what the hell is the, the hell is that girl's name? Uh, Fuko. Uh, Fuko. Her name's Fuko. Fuko. Oh, my brain just She's exploded. The first oh, my one. God. So, like, I haven't said Fuko that in so long. Fuko has, like, a, very, has a, a problem that you would absolutely say is adolescent syndrome from Bunny Girl. They all have the same hair color. It's very similar. It's, like, shockingly similar. Oh, um, man. Sakura and his friend look exactly the same. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> oh, my God, Mandy. <laughs> to your, uh, I thought you were talking about... Um, like the similarities, like oh, I am in the way they look. I'm talking oh, about how similar this is to Clonade. Like it's, it's oh, I'm it's sorry, like the same show. Um, which is not to say that's bad necessarily, because you know Clonade is you know it's it's 11 years old now it's and good. it's a really yeah. good show. And Clonade After Story is a, is uber good. Yeah. Um, but you're not wrong, and and honestly, he spends so much time fixing these other girls' problems that he doesn't spend any time with my his own girl so he's like mm-hmm. he's super committed to mine he he does he goes to like very extraordinarily extraordinary lengths and does some really ballsy stuff for her in episode three and that's and that was where i was like i think episode three is the best episode of this anime and i was like wow that's a great scene when he's like outside in the schoolyard shouting through the entire school building how much he loves this girl and they're like who the hell are you talking about because they've already forgotten her at that point point. and then like 
Right after that, he's like, oh, I'm going to go off and be, a, be this girl's girlfriend for two months so she can get over her problems. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, whatever happened <laughs> what? to, like, being committed to your girl? And, like, and ultimately, their relationship doesn't go anywhere. And it's partially her, it, it, it's partially her fault because she's always, like, in some other city filming a video or whatever. It can, yeah, I wouldn't say it's her fault. It, it cannot be helped. Like, she it is cannot be helped, but, like, but, yeah. the, but she is one of the reasons why they don't really progress as much as they could. But, like... Then, but then again, the anime doesn't want what doesn't want them to because right at the end, there's a scene where they have a perfect opportunity to just have one non, like, oversexualized kiss, just like one romantic kiss moment, and, yeah. and she like instead really, she pinches his cheek and turns it into a joke again, and I'm like, well, that's mm. anime for you. Roll my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I you know you know it's funny like I, I'm actually so over um, romantic and like kiss endings. Um, which is really weird for me to say, but I, I have not wanted that in a long time. But watching that that last scene, I just really, really wanted them to kiss for fucking like for once. I'm like, not asking you. I'm not asking you to put it yeah. in. I'm not asking no. you to, for groping. Oh, Jesus Christ! I, want, <laughs> I wanted a kiss, one kiss in an anime yeah, where they where they tease it a lot, a whole lot. Yeah, and it was kiss. anime. You're never gonna you're never yeah. gonna get listen, it put in. Listen, <laughs> hey, listen. In anime, if a girl, if a guy and a girl kiss, they might as well have the dirtiest sex you've ever seen because that <laughs> shit doesn't happen. <laughs> it's, it's the wonder um, the birth rate in Japan is plummeting. It's like and, um I uh I um I will just to go back a step on this. It it, it was cool though that they did date, you know, in general. Sort of um, because they sort of because in well no they but they do because do they, they ever do. go and, and do they ever go on a date they try <laughs> they tr- I mean do they do they well I mean you, you can she they, can't they, date because it's against the rules right it's against the celebrity ship her but like, idol he's, rules he still goes to see her or something like they see each other and stuff but like I think it's cool that the word boyfriend girlfriend was in the anime without it being like the most like taboo thing to say like it was a very like you know in context normal like it was a normal thing like they dated they were boyfriend and girlfriend which is nice and that's why i wanted the kiss at the end because i was like yo like they're they've been dating now for like a bit the like, whole damn show you know like the whole damn show they were dating and so i was oh, like yo oh, how oh. about you just oh and, by the, kiss, and you know? by the way the show has like it tells you what month and day it is every episode yes Ooh, it does like oh, mm-hmm. like six months passes wild i mean doesn't it start yeah. in like I it starts know. well before summer vacation head. because summer vacation <clears throat> is like when you go when he starts with the when he starts fooling around with the little blonde girl, and then at the end of by the end of the show it's like November, so it's been a while. So just freaking kiss her, for God's sake. Why I put I, up a picture in our chat of Sakura's friend. They look exactly the same. Sakura exactly too. the same. Yeah, well, I actually I actually like that dude a lot. <laughs> Uh, I when they were on the train together, I was like, I don't know who's who, <laughs> until they open up their mouth and start talking. <laughs> oh yeah, this is um Fumi, Fu, what is his name? Fumi, Fum, Funimi or something. It's he's the basketball guy. Yeah, it's Yuma. I think it was. Wasn't it Yuma? I, I have no idea. I, yeah. I I I this anime I was actually current with, so I finished it like a month ago. So like, sorry, I don't I don't remember his name. Um um, I would say um, or more than a month ago, like way more than a month ago. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have much more to add to it. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. I I do think it was really weird, though, that... um, And I just want someone else's opinion on this, because I don't know if... 
uh, other people agreed that I thought it was weird that Sakura was so upset when his sister regained her memories because I thought that it was a traumatic experience that she lost her memories. So wouldn't he be happy that she's back I, to normal? I thought that too. I couldn't. I was. I was like. Yeah. I was like. What that, is going on? Yeah. Shouldn't he be happy about this? Yeah. I, that That's also. I yeah. That also put me off. I was like. I was like. What are you like? What are you stressed? Like what's like, stressing so you right now? Did that you want your sister to be obsessed with you? <laughs> I think what I think it was is that I think he was maybe he felt because because that because Kaide the the clingy little sister version yeah. and the in the and the actual Kaide which is you know not going through that shit were so vastly different um, that I think he felt lost I I I think he felt mm. like he like he lost his little sister that he had spent these last uh, few months in this crazy time of his life with. So I think he oh, felt lost at that version of his little sister that he that he got so close to for so long because she was guess, like that. Yeah. She was like that for years, right? I don't so, know. If it, I don't know if it was years. I don't or know not, how but, long it was. Well, it was the whole time they were living together. I know their parents moved away after. I mean, not moved away, but I mean, like they're living somewhere else right now because uh, yeah. his mom couldn't deal with her. Because they're the worst parents ever. Yeah, yeah awful parents. parents. Awful, awful fucking parents. So it's awful. like so it's like, wait a second. So you you're so wait, your mom and dad, you're you're cool with the fact that your son goes to school all day and leaves the like eight year old daughter at home all alone all alone all the time. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? What is going on? I get it. Oh, uh, Chippy Rob said it was two years. Yeah, so he was living with his sister so closely in the same place for two years, and then like she was, and then that 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 I mean that that person is gone, you know. So I think yeah. that's where I think that's where it came I from. But it, but it is such a weird like they they played that out so strangely that I understand why you two were like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know? I was confused. <laughs> I didn't understand. Yeah, that. yeah, and and, and, and also uh, I mean I don't know the whole ending didn't really. Like, he's, the whole going to school thing, I'm like, this girl couldn't even handle two girls on the street chuckling about literally nothing having remotely anything to do with you because you're so traumatized by your problem. How in the hell are you planning on going to school? You're like so epically far from being ready for that. If you can't even handle seeing two people, two complete strangers on the street, just like animatedly talking about something that has nothing to do with you. How in the world are you going to handle being in a classroom with like 40 other kids? I just don't see. I, I, I don't know why they were going in that direction. It didn't seem possible to me. Mm. So like to the fact so that and the fact that she got her memories back at the end, you know, to me is a massive step towards solving that issue. So like he ought to be freaking thrilled that she's back to normal. So I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't have much else to add other than the anime is is uh, aesthetically stunning. It, it, the uh, both the art and the music are great. So I love the opening theme song. I think the girls are very cute, but all the guys look exactly the same. <laughs> it's like him and his friend exactly the same, same person. <laughs> They're doppelgangers. <laughs> I lo- I love that scene when he fights the one boy on the tra- at the train station and p- p- kicks him in the face oh, and yeah. says, "I had poop on my shoe." hilarious yeah i like Uh, sakura as a like i like sakura and i like my and i wish it would have just been about them but then i don't know what they would have done about the whole adolescent syndrome thing then unless they could just those two characters could have kept scrap it like 
yeah, either that or just they encounter different versions of it. I don't know. I don't know what they could have done, just, but I prefer to just focused on them. Just scrap it and make it about Mai and her like possibly being forgotten because that whole thing was very heartbreaking and watching him struggle yeah. to stay awake so he wouldn't forget her it was very intense. That was mm, a very intense yeah. moment of the show and they could easily have made that 12 episodes. So I think there's a movie coming out. Yes. But I think it's probably going to focus on the girl that we bar- we barely heard of, the one that um yeah. disappeared. Yep. Probably. I agree as well. I don't have anything else to add. I'm ready to give it a score. Yeah, so am I. I am ready. I I, I can go first too. I think I'm going to go last. Sure. I think my feelings <laughs> on this one are like really like naturally organized. Um my and Sakuta were so refreshing for me, like super refreshing for me. Their dynamic is a dynamic that I crave in real life in terms of like, you know, being able to joke around, being able to be vulnerable with each other, being able to understand each other, being able to, you know, share, just be honest and not have to like act cool in front of each other, you know, like that kind of genuine, that kind of like being gen like being genuine like that is really nice to see reflected in in the art form um so that's why i really love the first three episodes and that's why unfortunately for me the rest of the show wasn't living up to that and it kind of like bumped the show down for me a little bit however i do think the show overall is done well it's written pretty okay um the music is awesome and the animation is nice um and so with that I did enjoy the show a lot. I really did. It made my top 10 of 2018 um, right at the end there because it did a lot of things better than other anime did. Even though the story didn't go where I wanted it to, um, when I look at it with an objective lens, it's still, you know, comparison-wise, beat out a lot of things that I watched in 2018, which is which is nice. To, it's nice. That's cool. To, it was cool to have experienced that. Um, so with that, I will be giving Bunny Girl Senpai... A 3.5 out of 5, just because, like, it it could be a 4. It really could be a 4. Yeah. But just, it really could be a fucking 4. Sakuta and Mai, the first three episodes, are definitely a 4. And that's a shame that it didn't end on that. But, yeah, 3.5 out of 3.5 out of 5 uh, pinched cheeks. <laughs> out of pinched whatever. cheeks? Yeah, <laughs> Nice <whatever>. one. <laughs> um, so, for me, the first three episodes of this anime were a 5. I loved it. I thought it was, it was, it uh, it was about as good as anything I've seen in a long time. Uh, I think that if the show had been about that, like if it had been that, the way that F, a tale of memories, was about her memory loss, if it had been about him forgetting her because of the problem, because of the the supernatural phenomenon, I think you're talking about a super intense drama with like, where 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 the fans of the show are rooting so hard for them because they want them to be together, and. Forgetting her is just a super.